Waiting on you, Marty. You waiting on me? Yeah. Uh, you didn't give me the, f- the five second countdown. Five second countdown has started a long time ago. He's being a douchebag. But now we got to do it again because he spoke. That's all right. We can just go. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the Mad Mum Luke's. I'm Mahin. I'm joined by my co-host Sheikh Amir Saeed and Sim. On today's show, we welcome Shaquille from Janwar Fitness, aka Shaq. Shaq, what's going on, man? It's been a, we were supposed to get you on, I think, Amr was supposed to get you on like two years ago, right? It's not. Yeah, very It's not two years ago or something like that. <laughs> and then we're like, you know, this dude's local, you know, we'll get him in sometime. And I remember Sims, I was like, yo, Amr, get Shaq in, we promised him. Crickets, crickets. And then all of a sudden, I see you Shaq, don't the believe them. Okay. I Heart Halal don't. Festival. And I'm like, you know, I never met this dude, but like, we can't leave, uh, let's check Amr's schedule. It hasn't happened. So, we made it happen. Don't. So, don't. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome to the studio. Thank you very much. <clears throat> Thank you for having me. So uh, we're just a few days before Ramadan, right? And I, I saw you got some flyer out there about like Ramadan shred. Correct. Yeah, I saw that flyer too on Facebook. So after Tarawih, now when are people supposed to sleep? Uh, uh the the time between you know post Tarawih twenty rakats and Sahur is like two hours right now. Right. So I mean. That sleep isn't that sufficient anyways. By the time most people get home, get ready, go to bed, they're sleeping for an hour, hour and a half. So my thing is work out at that time, two, you know, just twice a week or three times a week, and then sleep after Sahur. You know, you'll probably get like three, four hours at that time and then catch a nap after Asr or whenever you have a time. So when you say two to three times a week, are, do you have a specific two, three days a week? Or are you just doing every day kind of, and whoever wants to join a certain day, they can do it kind of like a whole gym setup, right? Yeah, gym I, I could do that. I can't. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> I have two days set up in um, the west side here in Elmhurst, and then I have okay. three days set up in north side. Okay, where, like Elmhurst College or something, or what? No, no, Patriot Fitness. Oh, Patriot. Oh, you do yeah. Patriot? Yeah, I've been Patriot, Patriot for the whole year. This, it's also known as Patriot yeah, Boxing. Yeah, Patriot Boxing. Oh, right. wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. So I rent that gym out, uh, and then you know, two days a week we have men's classes, and two days a week we have women's throughout the year. But for the Ramadan, it's only going to be for guys. That's after. an MMA gym, isn't it? No, no. Well, yeah, kind of. It's an MMA gym. They they also teach boxing. Yeah, yeah. They teach Brazilian jiu-jitsu. That's cool. Yeah. So you rent that place out. That's awesome. Yeah, that place, yeah. So do they publicize it for the whole public, or when no. you have your classes, specific privately no, for you? Specifically for me. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so like, do you have a day job, or is this your full-time thing? Day job, uh, I'm in IT. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mashallah. Like, welcome to the club. <laughs> Wait, well, I'm not in it, but no, I did no, something no, he, we were he, talking about me had, and yeah. Sim. Go ahead. I was, no, he had the, the coolest day, day day job before he started this, right? You did. Uh, I used to call him the grave digger. <laughs> grave digger. <laughs> I was. I was. Uh, I, w- I worked for Muslim Funeral Services. Yeah. 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 How was that, man? That's good, man. You know, I, I I did that for a while. I started that in 2006, and I you know I did that till like almost 2011, 2012. That was insane. So yeah. Um, and I always want, I never I got a chance to ask you. Oh, you still do it part-time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen him nice. around even after that. I've yeah, seen you like last year or something at IFS. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's, you know, unfortunately, I would usually see you then. Right, right. So I never got a chance to that's ask you. That's when most you. people see me. Yeah, because <laughs> you're <laughs> a north side guy. Did, yeah. you, did you, you know, dig these graves manually or? Oh, man. <laughs> no, no, he helped with the Lord. So he, I, 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 that's how I thought you developed these big no, guns. No, I, I, I do the part before that, so. Our company, with you know, Muslim Funeral Services, right. Mufti Harun, we used to pick up the bodies from the time that the person passes away to the time that person is buried. That's our responsibility. Mm. So whatever happens between those that time, uh, you know, I take care of the body. So I wash them, I get them ready. I usually take oh them really? You do all that? Yeah, we do all that. 
That's kind of morbid. Dude. I do it. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, I thought the family members are supposed to like do the washing, right? They do help. Okay, they do help. But even if they, they don't have to, because some yeah. of them don't, don't really don't know how to, right? Yeah. Well, it's... I mean, in the Daisy community, most people want to help, regardless. They'll come yeah. in there and they'll help. And other communities, you know, even in their, I guess, back home from where they're at, they don't. They usually have dedicated members yeah. who do that, and that's it. Nobody else does it. Bosnians, usually, like and Albanians and all those guys. Yeah, families are usually like in a really emotional state at that right. point, and they don't know how to you know even touch their loved one and when they're you know lifeless yeah and it's probably helpful well, actually, that there's someone I, I, like you i want to disagree with you over there daisies are weird yeah daisies daisies are different they they're very involved when it comes to their 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 dead ones you know it's not really? like, yeah not it's not like other you know, even some other cultures they're very hands-off but there's certain cultures and especially when it comes to the indian pakistani community they're very you know, hands on. Like they want to be. They, some of them want to keep the body at home after the person. You know, wow. Away. But, no, you know, what you're talking about home. the hands off thing. That's more of a Western thing, dude. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm like that. I guess. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a white well, guy yeah, inside because people... when my grandma passed away, I didn't want to touch her or anything yeah. because she just seemed like a foreign entity to me at that point. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. No, not nothing out of disrespect. Just. Was yeah, a weird well, thing. Just, it was an awkward thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's kind of normal, right? Too. If someone passes away. You're yeah. Like, yeah. You know. But the Indian people, they have this. this some more this morbid side to them you know? <laughs> <laughs> they'll want to see the person for like extended periods of time and you know it's open it over and over and very involved so, um, Did, so was there what was the most um i don't want to say like extraterrestrial but the most interesting thing that you've seen i've always wanted to ask you this for what? are <laughs> you asking something related to gins or not something? gins i'm just saying is there anything that kind of freaked you out ever while uh no no, no? not really i oh. mean there's sad stories but it's never that thing's really freaked me out. Okay, alhamdulillah. Yeah, alhamdulillah. Good, good. So now IT. So have, you, like, how did you make that transition, like into IT? Yeah, or, or just something you just learned. Well, I mean, uh, I had I have a really long like educational history. You know, I went to I <laughs> with, did, that, with every brown guy in IT. It's just usually involving money. Yeah. It's usually, okay. Oh, for the end for for why am I in IT? You're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Good job, bro. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I just needed to make good money. <laughs> I, I work with a lot of like you know. People from different backgrounds and ethnicities, and they have their reasons why they get got, got into IT. And I'm usually like, you know, it's all about money for us. You guys, they're like talking about their passion, and you know, this is my method, and this is uh, something that you know, their main expression of how they think. And I'm like, no, nah, man, it's all about the money. Plus, if it wasn't for IT, all that off time, he wouldn't be able to work on the genre, you know, yeah. the whole graphic designing. He probably does everything at work. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you do everything in your cubicle, no, no, bro. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't have those tools. I have people do it for okay, me. Okay. Okay. But let me ask you. So, okay. So, l- let's walk through your th- this Ramadan routine that rec- that where you're working out after Tarawee and you're not sleeping. Because yeah. I mean, most of us, I mean, our employers, the the kafar aren't really helping us out by like <laughs> you know, like allowing us to come in at noon. Maybe right. they are. Yeah. But does your like what do you do? Um, so right now, Sahur is gonna be especially. I assume you're from the north side, so you know after four a.m. You know you can't eat, right? You, right, you like right. The... I I do the eighteen degrees, so it's even. What's up? I got you, man. Eighteen <laughs> degrees for life. So so basically, <laughs> no. I think basically what he's asking is, who, generally you should be getting some rest, right? Right. But so, I uh, think that's why his thing is two or three times a week because you're not doing it every day. Well, Ramadan. I mean, there's a there's a there's a huge misconception about Ramadan and uh, activity to begin with, right? Right. So, I'll, 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 let me address that first, please. You know, the the thing is, you know, in the I, I'm I'm sticking to the Muslim community, and, I, and when I say Muslim, our community, I'm usually talking about Indian Pakistani community because that's the the vast majority of the people that I serve and that are around the areas that I'm at. 
and where my gyms are too. You know, I, I do want to extend other places where there's other populations of Muslims, but right now that's what that's what of we course, have, yeah. Right? So <clears throat> they have this weird idea that you know Ramadan comes and you know during fasting there should be limited movement, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I you'll hear the moms say this all the time, like don't don't run, you know, don't yeah. don't don't play, don't work too, like don't make too much movement. Yeah. You know, just sit in one spot, sit in the cool AC, read some Quran, you know, take rest, sleep, and then, you know, try to save as much energy as possible. But the reality is that's kind of, you know, contradictory of what Ramadan is really supposed to be about, right? Ramadan is a time that you sleep less, you know, you eat less, right? So fasting is not just about starving and, and being thirsty all day. Star- fasting is also about, you know, you make yourself uncomfortable, right? You're, you're sleeping less, you're, you're eating less, uh, you know, you have to be... Um, you know, uh, unless uh, everything, right? Embrace the grind, yeah. So, I mean, and then what we're doing is we're kind of doing the opposite where we're saying, okay, let's not let the hunger, let, you know, feel the hunger. But the reality is we're supposed to feel the hunger, right? We're supposed to feel, feel tired. We should be sleepy and we should still be pushing on. And that's like the normal day. But today, in today's world, we don't have that, um, th- that kind of lifestyle, right? People are not moving during the day. So back then it wasn't really emphasized that much that, hey, you know, uh, you need to continue to do your daily movements because people couldn't survive if they didn't like do a you know a whole bunch of physical activity. Yeah. Right? You can, you know, just to get water or go to the bathroom or get food was is a huge activity. So uh you know, but the last fifty to hundred years what we have, you know, evolved into is a very sedentary society, right? Nobody moves. I mean it's yeah. very rare that a person gets up and does any kind of activity during the day to survive. It's literally you wake up, you you know, get ready for five, ten minutes, you sit in the car you drive to work, you sit for eight hours, you come back, you sit in the car, you know, and then you come home and you lay down. <laughs> one, one of my coworkers, he's non-Muslim, he used to work in Dubai, and he's talking about, you know, his experiences in Dubai as a Christian, being invited to all these iftar parties, and he's talking about, like, these these people would sleep all day, yeah. and then they would have these insane iftar parties right, right. At, yep. at night where they're just, just gouging and just yeah. picking out on food all night and to the point where they're going to the hospital. Yeah, They're yeah. going to hospital and getting their stomach pumped. You know, oh, my God. I heard about that. That's yeah, dude. Doesn't it sound the newspaper? And, and it was so embarrassing as a yeah. Muslim. Like you're giving dawah to yeah. you know to your coworkers and whatever, and you're hearing about you know Muslims in the Gulf just destroying yeah. food and you know it's it's, it's, it's part of the epitome of gluttony. You know, yeah. My friend who used to work at Kuwait, he used to work in Kuwait as a teacher, and he's like, you know, our regular day used to start off at nine o'clock, but in Ramadan we start off at like you know. 11 o'clock, and then we finish at Dhuhr time. I was like, dude, that's like two and a half hours. <laughs> He's like, yeah. And I was like, what do you do for the rest of the day? We just go home and sleep until Maghrib time. Yeah. Maghrib time comes about. That's when everyone's awake until Fajr. He's like, you sleep right after Fajr, and you wake up again, you know, around wow. Dhuhr time or whatever. You don't feel Ramadan. You don't feel Ramadan. So that's, that's the point, right, is that, I mean, we're over here, we're really not moving any, at all anyways. Yeah, right. So one thing is that, you know, fine, we should be feeling all this tired. So that's why it's it's okay. You know, one or two, three, two, three times a week, you even get a little bit less sleep than you normally do, but you're getting some activity in. Your intention really is that that activity is going to help you last longer and, you know, through Ramadan, right? I mean, you should be able to be more rejuvenated, more, you know, fresh, more, uh, you know, able to do more stuff while you're fasting and last longer. I mean, that's that's what physical activity really does for you. I mean, it does so much. There's so much going on when you when you exercise from all the way from your mental health down to, yeah, you know, yeah. to, <clears throat> like this, you know, microscopic like cells you know it's just 
that 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 would is just gonna help you out for those two three days. And yeah, I mean those two three days you'll sleep a little bit less. Yeah, and you know it's just one month out of the year that you're actually pushing yourself at that exactly. level. Yeah. It's not the, the rest of the eleven months you have time to yeah. recover and stuff like that. Um, you know, I I don't know how much of a how how much you would agree with this, but for me personally, when I'm fasting in the month of Ramadan, I usually try at least four times a week to work out right before iftar. Right. Now, for me, I've broken all my personal records and everything before iftar. I know it's not feasible for everybody. Yeah. But me, I work out best fasted. If well, I eat like even three hours before I work out, I feel horrible. I don't like it. You you can't just do it once and then say, oh, no, 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 this, this was too hard. No, 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 you got to do it for like a week yeah. at least. Wow. Right? So yeah. I've always broke all my personal records. Yeah. Even when I was working out with Moga once, I was on a 36-hour fast and I broke my fast. 36 hours 36 hour yeah and then i just I, I don't do that it's just a water fast oh okay you just drink water okay, okay. It, it's for more detoxing reasons and just staying away from food right i don't do it all the time probably only done like twice but i did i don't know if you heard of the warrior diet where you i did that for a while where you fast for 20 hours you have a four-hour eating window okay now for some reason me because i put on fat very quickly right so for me i i needed something where i can work out eat very little and still feel good and it, I felt amazing, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, where I was not eating my power, I, I wouldn't feel my energy being zapped at all. I wouldn't really need too much caffeine after like yeah. a week. So I'd just be drinking water throughout the day, sometimes some BCAAs if I was feeling sluggish with some caffeine, black coffee or whatever. And then I'd work out really short, but tough, you know, like hard for like half an hour. And then I'd eat right away. And I'd do the same thing in Ramadan. Okay. And uh, I know that people are not used to it, but are you kind of considering that too of like pre-iftar workout for like half an hour short and sweet iftar and everyone do iftar together type thing or I used to do that in my early 20s okay that that workout I used to go right before iftar and then I used to you know break iftar and, and yeah no work. cardio though I don't do cardio no, like that. no no just lifting and yeah. stuff and it was all it was short and it was really intense yeah uh, it felt good at the time <laughs> but I haven't tried it since then okay. and um, the thing is the reason I haven't tried it is because now we're fasting you know for uh, what like seventeen hours a day, yeah. right? So, um, I think it's you know you're, you're kind of taxing your body at that point, right? So yeah. it's already uh, without any nutrition. Uh, I mean, a lot of great stuff is happening when you're fasting, um, but you're really low on energy, right? So what happens is when you're really fasting is that your body goes into battery save mode type of thing, right? Where it just puts off everything to a very slow. Uh, kind of like you know everything slow down the heart rate slow down your blood pressure slows down you know um all the organ or all the organs kind of just you know go into a battery save mode so you're already in a lower energy state right and on top of that you really don't have any fuel mm. right and you're, when you once you hit starvation mode um you know now your body is depending on other sources for you know uh, fuel glycogen yeah. right so if you you know you really don't have anything to spare, yeah, <laughs> you have no fuel unless you got love handles like mine. Then. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's some, <laughs> if you do fuel. have a, a lot of fat stores, you yeah, know, it's possible that you know because I I saw more uh, fat loss benefit. Right, I didn't see right. any muscle growth. I felt like I was getting stronger mm -hmm. and not really like bulkiness, but I felt yeah. like fat was kind of just. Yeah, they're saying that you know there's so many benefits to this, you know, even intermittent fasting yeah. and like Ramadan fasting, especially. Um, that you you after a couple of days you do feel a you know some surge in energy where yeah. you, know, you get your energy back, but yeah I don't think you're gonna you know as a if you're someone who's looking to you know put on size and yeah, strength, yeah, yeah. like drastically of course it, that won't work for you mm. but um, there are so many benefits to fasting nowadays that we're finding out that you know that even I was not a big fan of intermittent fasting for a while 
until recently I started like, you know, kind of, you know, reading more about fasting. But the only problem I have is the duration. I don't understand how long you're supposed to intermittent fast. Yeah. For. You know, Ramadan is like the perfect fasting type of uh, schedule. Yeah. That one month, you know, the detox is perfect. Everything's perfect when it's done. Uh, it's, there's, there's not too much damage, not too much loss, and you can recover pretty quickly. And, you know, within a week, I'm usually back to my normal self. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, but I don't, I mean, these guys are intermittent fasting for really, I don't know how long they're doing it for. So I don't, I'm not sure how it's going to, you know, work out after a while yeah but because uh, you do lose those reserves of energy and you, even though you do eat for eight hours i mean when's your workout time it should probably be somewhere four to four hours after your last meal or something like that and then you know mm. you can go for another couple hours without it so so the days you're not hitting the gym in mm-hmm. ramadan right. you are sleeping for the two hours man no i hit the gym man i'm, I'm every I'm day there seven days yeah. you're there seven days yeah because i have those classes right I have okay two here three there five right there okay so for oh, you uh yeah. and and are you able to like catch are you one of those folks that like is catching fudge at the masjid yeah so I'll, what i usually do is i hit the gym i come home i have my you know i have a, my sahur then i'll you know i'll go straight and i'll pray what do you normally have for sahur for sahur i have oatmeal yeah eggs and protein okay protein shake that's about it i don't have i don't have anything else that's really filling okay. to be honest and then after that I, i'll go to the masjid i'll pray i come back and I'll fall asleep and then when do you get up so you're getting a, what three hours probably three four hours yeah usually and then do you take naps after work? Sometimes I sleep after a, a surf like an hour. Okay. If I have time. So you're only hours. getting like really four or five hours of sleep in That's the 24 the point, hours. Man. That's the whole point of Ramadan. <laughs> right? <laughs> Less sleep. You got to push, you gotta it, push yeah. the body. Yeah. I mean, I, other people can do other stuff to, do, you know, push themselves. But this is what I do, right? And so right. The, I'm in the gym five, six, six days a week. Those people could be in the mud the other couple of days. And still yeah, and I, I think a lot of people need to really understand that last point, what you just said, is that... The, his what works for him doesn't won't necessarily work for you. So right. you you got to kind of tailor you know your own workout schedule and and try to make it work for you so that you don't get discouraged and you don't want to yeah. end up you know let the, letting the wheels fall off and not do anything. Yeah, but you know one thing I realized working out in Ramadan and kind of putting yourself through at least that one month, um, we don't realize how well our bodies adapt. Yeah, if you yeah. have some major health concerns, yeah, you should consult your physicians. Right, but generally the body is very very uh, forgiving in that. And it'll it'll actually make you stronger. Like just one quote I remember, I forgot who said it, but people say it. They use different percentages, but they said when you're really really tired and you can't give any more, that's usually only forty percent that you've given, right? When yeah. you're very when you're very taxed, yeah, whether yeah. you're doing CrossFit type workouts, yeah. whether you're running and running marathons and whatever the case may be, yeah. when you're like totally exhausted and you're done. That's usually forty percent of what you can. After that, it's just your mind. You know, you got to. It's because your mental weakness, right? And you got to build your mental toughness. Right. So I think that month, yeah, man. Even if it's maybe very sporadic and chaotic physically, yeah, it's only one month. Your body will adjust to it, and you'll just become. You're just gonna, you're gonna become physically and mentally stronger after that month. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's what the month it, it won't is even, for. I don't right? even think it'll tax anybody. To be honest with you, I think it'll. Most people last year when we did the class were telling me that they were, you know, even though they slept a little bit less. But the rest of the days that they, you know, of the, of the week, they were, they were, they felt a little bit more energetic. They were a little bit more awake. You know, they weren't falling asleep during the day as as quickly as they were the days that you know, bef- you know before. So there's they were they noticed change right away. And you know, although Ramadan is not like you know, it shouldn't be like considered the fat loss month. It is a good opportunity to to do that. You know, to to lose weight the proper way because. Again, we're cleansing, right? I mean, it's not just that. Cleansing. It's losing your dependency on food. Right. Right? And, and trying to get rid of... You, you know when a lot of people do keto-type diets and they just can't handle the first few days and the wheels end up falling off, right? Because they just like... They can't handle the the uh, 
the sugar intake uh, or what's it called the uh the headaches that come with you know yeah, dieting blues yeah removing sugar out of your yeah. diet at the end of getting that what's called a keto headache or keto, keto flu. flu keto flu right? right and i always tell them like hey don't do it all at once you know let yourself wean off sugar right and you know in in a couple weeks Start your keto diet after you've you know cut off. Yeah, uh, you gotta have some sugar. prep time because keto isn't it's an intense. Yeah, keto lifestyle a change. Hard. Yeah, it's an intense <laughs> lifestyle change. Man. Well, you know the thing is, it's not about going keto itself. Just you know, cutting out sugar yeah. from your life is really important in, in terms of not getting type two diabetes. Yeah. Forget about you know looking good and and building the beautiful muscles that Shaq has. <laughs> My shot, yeah. uh, you know, but uh, strong. So. What we need to do is just remove sugar out of your diet. And you know what happened? Um, as I did keto for a couple months, I was able to get up for Tahajid like yeah. easily. Yeah. It lightens your sleep. And it wasn't, it wasn't like, um, that doesn't mean he prayed though. He just got up. I just got up. <laughs> I got up and checked my email and went back to sleep. <laughs> All right. Now, no, but it, it's fantastic because you realize like you don't need as much as you think you do. You don't yeah. need that eight hour sleep. Yeah. Because I, I think a lot of it has to do with the uh, the nutrition you're taking in your body. You end up feeling lazy and sluggish. Yeah. And yeah. Your body needs to uh, compensate all the it, – it needs to rest to uh, digest a lot of, of that course. junk that you're eating. Any, dude, anytime I have bagels or bread, it's just me. I just feel so lazy. Right. If I have a – if I have – I was trying this one uh, – I was trying this one uh, uh, diet where it was um, – it was just a meal plan for breakfast. It was called uh, meat and uh, uh, cashews or meat and nuts for breakfast. And it was just awesome. I didn't feel any type of sluggishness. I didn't need caffeine that morning. But when I have like bagels and like a croissant or something. Pancakes. Man, pancakes. <laughs> yeah. Well, Shaq, not, Half not, an hour, I'm asleep. Yeah. Now that you got John John Ware Fitness started, you're meeting a lot of fatties. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what is, what is uh, stopping them from... Hey, stop uh, fat shaming people. <laughs> hey, I'm a fatty, or I eat, so don't worry, don't feel bad. Um, what is preventing them from losing weight? What what is what is uh, getting them to stop coming to genre fitness after their well, first two weeks? No, no, I mean I don't. Um, actually, most of my guys continue on for a couple of months, so that's oh, good. Marshall. Once they get in, you know, it's it's fine. I think it, a lot of it is. Um, you know, they don't know how to work out, right? They don't know what they're doing. Some people, if you just tell them, hey, you know, you need to lose weight, they don't know where to start, right? You know, they don't know where to start. And they'll say, oh, we have to eat clean. Their idea of cleaning might not be really as, you know, as clean as they think it is, right? That's a, that's a huge issue that I have with Desi people is that, you know, they insist that our, our food is great. You know, our, our spices are amazing and, and all the stuff that we, the ingredients are so great. How can the food be bad? And I, and I have an answer for that, but, but, you know, most people, it, it could be weak will. A lot of them just don't have the guts to get up and get get out of the house. You know, they make a million excuses. I gotta watch the kids. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. I have this. I have that. And and they just don't want to. You know, they don't want to make the effort, right? So I don't know. Maybe it's a weak will or whatever it is. And then, it, or it could just be that they tried it once or twice, didn't get any results, and then that's another issue. Um, they expect it to peel off faster. Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing that most of the time. It's just laziness, man. Yeah. I mean, like they just don't want to do it. Well, I tell people all the time, like, yo, I got kids. I'm like, I have four kids. Three jobs, right? And a, you know, and a wife. Three jobs. <laughs> What's your third? I do IT. Yeah. I do my Muslim funeral services. Oh, you still do funeral? I services. still do yeah, funeral time. services. Yeah. Time. Okay. And I and I uh, do jawer. Nice. So, so workhorse. All right. Now here here's what happened with me after 
getting married when I was in my early 20s and in my I'd say well into my mid-20s I ended up like not caring because you know you got the girl you you don't really care now you're working and right. you're just trying to go trying to make, trying to become your dad basically right become an uncle and along with that comes the uncle belly and yeah. I ended up putting yeah, it's so on funny when I, when I was younger I want to stop you for that. one second yeah. when I was younger I used to look at my you know my uncle and he's like how do they become like that yeah. <laughs> and then I see my friends I'm like that's how yeah. <laughs> now no, the, the motivation look let's face it most of the guys work out to pull chicks you know and uh, I don't know I never had that problem <laughs> <laughs> but when, when you're in your 30s and 40s you end up not caring so that, that's why you know we're trying to promote this polygamous lifestyle so that guys can start working out more it's not just Mahina brings it up but you but you know I don't, I, I don't understand is that I mean don't don't you don't, don't the two spouses want to look good for at least each other? I think it's I easier mean, just to get fat together. Uh, no, no but I mean, <laughs> fine. If you're both fat, I mean, nobody's really attracted to fat people, right? Yeah, I mean, you just turn the lights off. <laughs> when you're, yeah, that's that works when you're ugly, but when you're fat, you still feel that, right? I mean, it's like, wait, wait, you know? I mean, yeah, everybody likes softness. Look, I really have a lot of questions to fat people, especially a fat couple. <laughs> when you're here. When couples are in their thirties and forties, they just don't—they just don't want to kill each other. Hey, okay? <laughs> it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's more. It's deeper than that. Okay, it's a feeling of love for each other. Yeah. Hope. Okay. <laughs> Who cares about how fat we are? Love, but you know, that love—it would increase if they just looked better too. You know? Yeah. Right. Shaq, look, how long you been married? How, wh- how long you been? How many years you been married? Uh, five. Five years. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh you're sure. young and. No, this is my. Not my first marriage. Okay. <laughs> so when it comes to that, you guys are way behind. No, <laughs> no but so so check this out, right? Um, I can vouch. I'm not just saying this. Me and Shaq didn't talk about this. I worked out with you twice. One time, I remember, I went through this phase where I was doing like a powerlifting phase. Right, right. I and I thought I would, yeah. yeah. And then I worked out with Shaq. Now, you have a very, I don't want to say unconventional, but a different approach to working out. Right, because right? you kind of combine like an endurance plus weight lifting thing at the same time. You kind of believe in uh, doing cardio while you're weightlifting, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> kind of getting, kind of getting your yeah. breath to. Uh, and I wasn't really used to that when I was right. like just doing this powerlifting phase. I was like, dude, I just got to lift heavy weight. Yeah, but my cardio was horrible. It still is, but right. it was really bad then. You know, um, and then uh, when I worked out with you, I was like, dude, I'm not even lifting that much weight, but this is really difficult. Yeah. And you had me do this squat thing. I've never seen somebody do this before where you have like your feet angled and you put your feet on a plate. Right, right. You the, the heels, heels. Right, right. Heels on the plate and doing squats. And we start off with a bar and then it was such a weird movement, but the next day I was super sore. So I remember you were saying something like you, you had a special training uh, life. It's some, I, I, I don't want to butcher your story, but like <laughs> South Af- some South American uh uh, weightlifters or something like that. Can you kind of tell us about that? So, no, well, I mean, I I used to live in the, on, on the in the islands in okay. uh, Saint Kitts. Okay. So, um, they had a small gym over there on the, in this island. It was a really small island. It was an independent island. It was probably like twenty thousand people. And on that island, there was this little gym. It was like an open gym. It was pretty cool. You know, all the windows were open. Everything was open. And uh, he had he had the most amazing equipment, like all this you know, hardcore like straight metal plates and just the just old the, school yeah old school and amazing machinery right? but small, small gym and the guy who owned it was just this jacked old dude and then there was like these three like almost uh, one of them was IFBB Pro uh, and one of them was X and um, there was three or four guys who were just like you know who had competed at a professional level in weightlifting I mean sorry in powerlifting and in bodybuilding so I used to work out with these guys and, and you know I learned a lot from is that them. where you first started? Well, no. Getting I, into it? That's where I, yeah, I kind of like switched gears. Those guys really just, you know, put me into a different, whole like different, you know, uh, 
gear because up until then it was a lot of you know you're learning most a, a yeah. lot of stuff i mean i started this when i was like 13 14 I, I had this craze since i was 10 that i wanted to have these huge muscles like <laughs> schwarzenegger you know and then and it just kind of started developing you know a little bit by little when I, even when i was at ie i used to go to go home and i had this whole like weeder bench set up at, oh, in, in really? the basement yeah my dad had bought it when i was 14 years old <laughs> wow so i've been i've been messing around with weight since then i went to niu and then i started releasing like different stuff there and you know you just it just learn you just learn as you go yeah. and uh but you know the, the main thing about my workout is it's very form centric right it doesn't matter how much weight you lift or you know how fast and hard you throw that weight up, up. if you're not doing it right it doesn't really matter i see guys who come in there who are like 300 pounds like yo how much do you bench how much you squat you know obviously yeah i remember that you didn't focus too much on heavy weight yeah you didn't care too much but that's pretty cool because i look at the guys and i'm like bro who do you think I want to look like? You know, I want to look like that, or do I want to look like this? You You're know right. I mean? yeah, yeah. It's, if, if, when people, you know, are just throwing up weight, you, most of the time you'll see them they're not they're not in good shape. You know, if they're if they're just throwing up extremely heavy weight. Yeah, you're right. Powerlifters are never really. Like, yeah, powerlifters are big guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, I mean, that's that's a completely different sport, right? It's yeah. just about like getting the weight. It depends up. on your goals. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a completely different goal. But um, I, for John, where I I really only push health and fitness. I'm not doing this, you know, for competing purposes. There's a lot of guys out there who have, you know, um, open shop and they what they, they'll really specifically do is take people and they'll just you know try to get them into competition mode or something or, you know compete mm. into some like amateur competitions mm. for me it's about really just being healthy you know you it doesn't really matter how you look to be honest with you you know there's people who can look in all different shapes and sizes how functionally strong you are is what matters and that That's dictates awesome. exactly how healthy you are Right. So do you guys do like tire flipping and that kind of stuff too? Yeah, sometimes? we do all that stuff. Yeah, beautiful. So yeah. do you give meal plans too? I do. I get. We give meal plans. We give nutrition advice. Um, you know, um, nobody follows it. <laughs> <laughs> so if somebody was to join, you have what was the cost of your uh, one month thing for Ramadan? Ramadan stresses us. So, uh, over here in the west side, we only have two days, so it's a hundred dollars a month. And okay. Then up there in the north side, we have three days, so it's one fifty a month. And if you can just like walk us through the setup, like how does that work? Everyone comes in. Does everyone do the same workout kind of together, or are they are you pairing them up? So this year is a little bit different. We're having what we're doing is um, the gym's going to be open from twelve to two. Uh, 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. Cool. And then the workout is only 35 to 40 minutes long. So cool. it's just whoever walks in, the stations are set up. You know, I set up stations every day. Some days it's like a circuit, circuit training where it's time. Some days it's going to be just, you know, uh, by by sets and reps um, and rounds and stuff like this. We do, we, we, it's a complete mix. I don't have, I don't train one specific type of training, like one, one specific awesome. school of thought. It's like, you know, there's a little bit of CrossFit in there. There's a little bit, you know, hit in there, circuit training, weightlifting. Uh, I, I concentrate everything around weights. You know, I think that, you know, weightlifting resistance training is one of the most important type of training there is, you know. Um, and that has to be kind of the center of everything, whether you're doing, you know, something that's, uh, even if you're doing circuit training, if you're doing high intensity interval training, I try to mix in something, some kind of weight movement in there uh you know weightlifting movement and and you know change it up okay, okay. Uh, let's talk about day one ramadan right okay what do you do they what will i do or uh, i mean what should i do okay i'm a big fan let's say yeah you, all right you probably come tell, in, tell me what to do let's say we're coming out of shape right yeah okay. we're coming in from work at 5 p.m should i go take a nap first if you need to yeah if and you don't need to i mean i don't know what, i don't know what personal choices you have at home before because usually you know your goals your your um Getting off the caffeine. Are you talking right? about for for the for the for coming to my class or just in general? No, in general. Let's just say. Oh, I thought you were talking about January coming yeah. to January. Well, in I mean, well, I guess we'll incorporate January into it. You can yeah. incorporate January into it. No, yeah, but in general, in Ramadan, I would say, okay, the first day of Ramadan, man, I would say, you know, start it off. 
start off your your suhoor properly. You know, don't miss suhoor. You know, it's it's I, I know it's a huge sunnah point too, but just from a from a you know health point of view, you shouldn't miss suhoor no matter what. So that's number one. For Ramadan starts, never miss suhoor. You know? What do you put in there? Caffeine? I mean, so suhoor. Keep it simple. That's another thing. Ramadan has to be made simple, you guys. You yeah, know what I, mean? I what, agree. What we're doing right now is that we're we're tying up our women for hours in the kitchen. I don't know if you guys noticed this, yeah, yeah. but if you go and look in the Daisy household kitchen, like you know when my mom was alive, or when, you know now if I go to my aunt's house, I mean this this stuff starts like four hours before iftar, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. and there's you know, a lot of heat, Mashallah. a lot of Mashallah. cooking, you know, a lot of craziness going on. So that has to be simplified. So number one is in the morning. I mean, you got to eat some. You know, oatmeal is your best bet. You know, you want some slow digestive kind of you know complex carb. You want some proteins and you want some fat. So I would definitely start with uh, oatmeal, right? Oatmeal is a is a great, you know, complex carb. It's got a f- plenty of fiber and, and it's slow digesting, right? So eat two bowls of that if you have to. Bigger guys want to eat more, they should eat two bowls of, of you know, oatmeal. Have some eggs. There you, there's, you know, whole eggs, three, four whole eggs. You know, there's protein in there, there's fat in there. And Just it, plain? Plain. I usually eat them with like sliced bread, white, preferable. You don't need you don't need the carbs because now you've you know you've you've had the oatmeal right. Mm. I mean, if you really need a little bit more carbs, you could have one slice of maybe like wheat uh-huh. toast or something like that. But I would prefer just eggs. And then if you could fit in a protein shake, fit in a protein shake. But if you can't, you know, you still should have some dates, some walnuts, some almonds, and call that your your iftar. I mean, that your sahur, and that's yeah. a pretty big sahur. I mean, if that's you can a, take all that down in in an hour or in half hour that's pretty that's pretty I'll good. I'll tell you what I've done the last couple of years that's kind of worked but I don't know, maybe like some protein. So what I'll I'll make a date shake. Right. With like six or seven dates, almond butter, almond milk, a banana, that's frozen delicious. banana. Yeah. That's and true. then uh, I'll drink like maybe like 30 ounces of water and it'll take 200 milligrams of caffeine. Wait, is there milk in there? Why do you need caffeine? Because I need this, cause I don't have caf- coffee. So I'll like, I'll pop the caffeine pill. I'll go to sleep for three hours and I'll wake up wired. <laughs> <laughs> you got to wean off the caffeine. Well, ca- you know, I don't know if, uh, how bad caffeine is really for you, but coffee is not bad for you, right? Yeah. So, I mean. Well, you know what I've been doing, man? I can't really eat too much in the morning. I just have like a big cup of like yogurt. But can forward. I, should I yogurt add some pro- water, man? But is there's it? no protein in that meal, right? There's pretty much, it just. Right, it's almonds. It's, it's almond milk, almond Dates butter. Dates have a little bit of protein. Dates right? yeah. and banana. But I mean, a little bit of that's a good shake. It's not oh. bad, you know. I mean, should I throw uh, protein powder into it? You would throw protein powder into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, you can make a make massive a shake, heavier. man. I, I used to make a twelve hundred calorie shake. Cap it off with a slow release Adderall at the end. You'll be good to go for <laughs> slow, the rest of you. Yeah, I, I'll need some of that. Yeah. No, you, well, you, well, you I ain't getting sprinkle some that. cocaine in there too. While you're at it. Okay, so basically, for my shake, it sounds like it's pretty good. Maybe add like a scoop of protein or something i should be straight you should be okay yeah okay it doesn't like, sound too bad for me I, eggs like the just it's not that hard throw in some raw like, eggs what throw in some raw eggs too you don't taste it really yeah, yeah, yeah. raw eggs taste really you good you don't taste too. it at all mm. it makes it a little bit uh more like what is this like creamy, creamy? yeah oh, but you can't creamy. taste it yeah I, love I mean, the thing products, is, dude, you, yeah. you can't be eating like biryani and these slow foods and you know any, any of this kind of food in the morning it should be something light yeah. feel the hunger you know Part of Ramadan is to feel the hunger, and you know, believe it or not, feeling that hunger pain is actually one of the one of the you know signs that your fasting is going not only well for you know spiritually, but physically as well, right? Because once you start going into the starvation mode, now they have all this new research. You know, this guy yeah. recently won a Nobel Peace Prize. I don't know if you saw it about the fasting and they and, and how um, there's a process called autophagy where these cells now once the, once they finish their food up and everything like that, whatever's been you know whatever you ate, uh, once that's done. And you go into starvation mode. Your these you, you know the cells go and start eating, or you know your body starts looking for uh, the the old cells yeah. and you know garbage cells the, yeah. and cancer cells, and it eats that up. 
for fuel. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I mean, we've had that idea before that that does happen, uh, but we were thinking more that you know when you go into starvation mode, first you eat up the you know you go through your fat stores and then you start going through your muscles. You know, uh, you then you start eating up your muscle. But the reality is, I mean, if it's if if this is the process that's really taking place, which yeah. is autophagy, I mean, it's going to take a while before you start eating Get up into muscle. muscle. Yeah, and yeah. you know what? There's like a lot of research with intermittent fasting where it actually has natural pulses of growth hormone that's actually being released, which keeps you younger. Yeah. And repairs your joints and repairs your muscle muscle tear and all that stuff because a lot of people thought this is what powerlifters thought back in the days the more you eat the faster your body's repairing but quite the contrary the more you're eating actually there's a lot of oxidation occurs and it's actually not the repair that we thought was actually happening and you know the, he, the, he also in the in that study this guy that that uh, the nobel peace prize winner he actually even said even exercise has the same effects as fasting yeah, yeah. which is ridiculous yeah yeah, that's where that's where I kind of got that idea. Just work out while you're fasted. You, know? yeah, you don't you have do to do it all the time. But I I like it, man. I broke yeah. all my personal records that way. I mean, I, I, the thing with intermittent fasting, I think it would be great. Is you know, Ramadan is definitely one one good month. But after that, I don't know what the effects are. I, I would feel instead of intermittent fasting every day, if you just do those two days a week, like how we're supposed yeah. to. I think that people who are trying to incorporate intermittent fasting, if they start doing that and eat clean, they would just probably get the same effects. Especially people who aren't used to working out or anything. That one month, they're going to see a huge difference just by working out twice a week oh yeah right? huge and and you, maybe you can address that some people are you know they're total freaks that like good like yourself but no some man people, I, I lose 20 pounds no that's awesome no yeah, but i'm saying I got 20 pounds in people think that oh when i go to the gym i have to go every day you don't have to go every day no, actually. two three times a week Dude, there's good. some weight protocols i don't know if you heard of, like body by science where like you do like you only go to the gym once or twice a week max right, right. like over the people over the age of 40 where they can actually put on muscle but they just do very slow tempo workouts yeah. and I was looking at that I thought that was awesome yeah. so you don't actually have to go to the gym every day no, or, I mean, if, you're, nothing, if you're going for health and fitness purposes, if you're just going to stay healthy, yeah, you just need to be you just need to be active. Right. And I tell people all the time, to be you know, in order to be active doesn't mean you have to come see John. Where you know, you can literally do other stuff too. You should work out. Yes, there should be some structured physical activity, workout yeah. type of thing where you're building muscle and you know where you're burning fat and you're you're getting yourself a good cardio workout. But then the other days, dude, go to, go ride a bike. You know, yeah, or um, even walking, dude, well, half an hour before iftar yeah. is awesome, right? Well, well you know, so the thing with walking uh, that you know a lot of people say you know I do a lot of movement you see especially yeah. women oh I do a lot of housework all day But like, yeah my, my wife says I, I should like <laughs> if I just did housework I don't have to go to the gym <laughs> that's impossible <laughs> that's not true because they're not I mean th there's not much strain going on to their bodies there's from just standing yeah they're just walking around a few steps here and yeah. there back and forth I mean they're picking up what like the max three pounds especially, four pounds of stuff especially and, like doctors like your wife I mean that she's already on her feet all the time so but she's that, already conditioned like someone who's sedentary that when they start moving around yeah of course your body's going to yeah. you're getting some cardio in by moving around in the kitchen but for most people who are you know not sedentary and they're walking around offices or or hospitals or whatever you know, walking around the kitchen is not going to help much. Yeah. Gonna, you need to get some cardio in. Yeah. I mean, people who walk around the yeah for work a lot. I mean, that's that's okay. But you know, there's something missing. That there's not. They're not getting any, that much no benefit. Challenge. Yeah, there's they're not getting much benefit yeah. out of it. You know, they're just kind of. You know, a lot of people stroll miles. You know, like I see old people sometimes are outside just strolling. You know, like, what are you doing? Uncle's like, oh, I'm taking a walk. You know, I have diabetes. I have hypertension. This is my exercise. But the problem is, you know, it, like, like there's no purpose, right? And there's just, no heart. The heart rate just can't elevate yeah. high enough, right? Walking could be good for you if it's purposeful walking. Yeah. If you walk with purpose and intent, it could be good for you. But regularly, nobody walk. I mean, normally like nobody a speed walks. walk. Speed walk or whatever it is, but you know, when you're speed walking, you're you have to concentrate because you lose concentration for one second, you miss a step, right? A lot of times when you're speed walking, you see these guys speed walking, they're focused, 
right? That's the, that's the key. Whatever extra, whatever you're doing, whatever activity you're doing, if you put purpose and intent into it, you'll get a lot more out of it. Even walking. So I see people walking when they're strolling, and something's happening for them. And as they, sometimes they're talking with conversation with somebody. Aunties are talking and they're walking blocks. They have to walk with purpose. Yeah, they, they got to walk with purpose, yeah. right? Okay, they walk with purpose. So, to back to Sim scenario, right? So it's day one. You talked about Sahor. Yeah. Assuming you prayed Tarawi the night before, right. right? You're probably a little sleep deprived. So you you go to work. You probably pa- fall, you're probably not enough, right? During the day. Yeah. Because you're out of shape. Definitely. It's not like you give it a few days. Yeah. Give it yeah, a few it's days. It's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. You know, yeah, for sure. It takes four or five days for you to adjust. Right. So the first four or five days will be probably painful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now. I will tell you there are people in our community who's it gets more painful for in the second and third week, right? You know why that is? You'll notice it's that. Star parties? It's because of the food. Mm. It's the food. It's 110%. It's not the fasting. The, it's not the 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 you know process of fasting and tarawih. It's not that they blame that and they'll stop praying and they'll you know some people will not even fast when there there's like some strenuous activity at work if it's a big meeting or there's like you know studying time. I've seen people not I not know, fast. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not that. It's because you're going through this cleansing process, right? Your body is in a very delicate state. These people, the iftar that they eat is so destructive that it literally damages their body. And you always see daisies coming out and say, may I gain 10 pounds. <laughs> and the worst is, you know, the, if we're, bad enough when people tell me I didn't lose any weight in Ramadan. It's, imp- it's humanly impossible. Unless you have some disease, it's for any normal healthy human or, you know, normal human being, if you don't lose weight during a 30-day fast for 17 hours a day, there's something wrong with you. I like how you said destruct. I never heard anyone describe iftar as destructive. destructive but, but, but the thing is, Bawadi only has a buffet in Ramadan. Bawadi's buffet is not that bad, man. It's full of protein and, and grilled meats, which is good. It's the deep-fried food that's killing us. And you know the funny thing is... Um, Indians, you know, my mom had, my mom passed away of, of colon cancer in 2006. So at that time I had done a lot of research in, you know, colon cancer and all this stuff. And I had found out that, uh, the cancer of like, you know, ba- you know, any kind of stomach cancer, especially was very high in Southeast Asia, where, from, where we come from, basically from the Indian area, you know, and especially in women and, um, you know, they had, and I started reading about more and more stuff and I started realizing that India, uh, 80% of India's, you know, death rate right now, their death toll is not because of what it used to be, which was communicable diseases, infectious diseases and stuff. They're just dying because they were poor and they didn't have, you know, vaccinations or whatnot, proper medical care for if anything happened. But now it's, they're passing away because of cardiac reasons, right? Heart reasons is number one, cancer, uh, high blood pressure and diabetes. That's it. That's 80% of their death toll. They're not, you know, their death reasons is because of that. Their death, uh, whatever you want to call it. So it's really the food. Yeah. You know, that's what it is. The cancer, whether it's hypertension, whether it's, you know, heart disease or diabetes, most of the time, yes, there are some, you know, hereditary factors that, that come into play sometimes. But if you look at the disease, dude, just eating fried foods is, is horrible. Yeah. You know, I was reading something about fried foods and deep fried, like breaded stuff, especially like the body can't digest it properly. So it just ends up like some type of decay and weird oxidation that occurs in your body, which can lead to cancer even faster. Yeah. And you know, the, the, the scary thing is that, you know, it, you desis love to to overcook everything, yeah. or as is, right? So when it comes to deep frying, same thing. That oil is boiling, and if you look up the you know boiling point for oil, it's like three hundred degrees Celsius or something like that. If you look up smoke points for most oils, and if you know what smoke point is, smoke point is the point where oil, when it comes to that, heat, because it could be carcinogen. It becomes a toxin, right? It's usually in the two hundreds. 
So wow. when you're making the samosas and the pakoras and the dahibare and all these things, and they're using lentils, <laughs> right? And they're they deep fry. They say, "What oh, is this dal? Dal's so good for you." But no, not when you deep fry it, right? <laughs> Same thing goes with all the the spices that we use, right? You know, ginger is great for you. Garlic is amazing. Turmeric is amazing. These are all in our daily, you know, in uh, like uses of ingredients for in our cabinets. We we have these, you know. And but we don't use them properly. We don't use them properly. Mm. You know, it's like cook to hell. So okay, so <laughs> so then, what do you do when? Because the problem is the reality, though, it's still in your face, right? If you, bro, you gotta stop it in the butt, man. You gotta nip it in the butt. You have to stop it in the house. Most of the guys that we're talking to nowadays in John were are the men of the house, right? There's no more my dad and my mom, so I have to shut up type of thing. No, you're forty, you're thirty five, you're above thirty. You know, you own your own home, you pay for your own car, you make your own money, you got your own wife and your own kids. It's time that you nip it in the butt. This is what everyone in the house has to eat, right? My house, there is no three different meals, man. Everyone eats what I eat. That's all there is to it. All the kids are eating chicken breast and sweet potatoes or and broccoli, and that and that's what we have. You know, there's nothing else. They eat oatmeal in the morning and eggs because I I don't have enough money to buy my food and their food. Definitely. <laughs> Make sure you pack your protein powder for lunch. Yeah, know, right? Give them you know, insure bottles and stuff like that. This is 350 calories. You don't need anything else for for lunch. <laughs> okay, cool. So like, I, I'm actually in this. Um, I don't know if you heard of this dude named Jose Perez. He, uh, I met him on Instagram. Okay, he has uh, he, he he's he has this podcast called The Fit CEO. Um, and I'm in this like kind of Instagram group with him. All right. And so how he and I were talking a couple of weeks ago. He's like, he's big on the the green smoothie with the we you drink your vegetables. Okay. And he was like, dude, when you do Ramadan, you should just like break your fast with your dates and like a, a blend of like vegetables, like beets and sure. stuff and spinach. Right. And then, like, have something small, and then you can go pray, and then go eat. And then, by the time you pray, your system is already kind of feeling it. You're not gonna like need to want to gorge on like like nahari and like naan. Yeah, I mean that's a good idea. I mean, I what I do for iftar for all my guys is what I what I've been recommending is that you got to break your fast with just dates, water. And fruits, the, the green veg stuff is good too. I, mean, I, I know they put fruits in those in those smoothies There's a lot a of time. Bit of fruit in there, yeah. yeah, but I mean, and that's a good good option as well. But your stomach hasn't eaten in 16, 17 hours. It's in a very clean place. You know, it's it's been. In, and another thing you have to understand is that remember I told you everything slows down. So even our digestive tract, that system, yeah. it slows down too. It slows down a lot. So the way our food gets digested is by like, you know, like waves, right? Peristaltic waves, it's called, where the, the, the intestine and the stomach kind of just do these waves and they push the food all the way down and then whatever it needs, it takes from there. It gets absorbed at different points. But, um, that slowed down too. So can you imagine if you just, you know, open your fast and you drop one of those like, you know, deep fried, you yeah. know, they burn it, like the heat or whatever down your throat, down your, your stomach. I mean, it's not even going to digest. It's not even ready to start digesting processly. Dates are in a, a superfood, right? That's, they're known as a superfood. Those are completely safe. Water, you need water. And fruits like watermelon and, you know, these like, you know, you know especially these, the berries, you know, all the berries because they're, what's it called? Uh, antioxidants. Right. Antioxidant type of fruits. Best time to eat them. You're, you're already cleaned out your stomach. And then once it's, you know, by the time you pray, and that's all, that's all the time you usually have, you should have between, you know, azan and prayers is to eat that, you know, a couple of dates, some fruits and, you know, drink a bunch of water. Pray and you come back. It's like, you know, 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes later, you could have a clean meal, you yeah. know, actual clean meal, like chicken breast and a little bit of rice or steak, or whatever it is that you want to eat, as long as it's not, you know, 
the thing is, there's a psychological aspect to it, though, right? People feel like they fasted 17, 18 hours, and now they deserve. They got to wreak havoc right. on their food. It's like right. an we, enemy. We to, like, <laughs> it's like an enemy. We got to go destroy it, yeah. right? right? So, like, that's why the iftar part is because you're, like, looking forward. You know, I, I, dude, Amir, you have to put a fatwa out there, bro. Iftar <laughs> party should be haram or something like that. <laughs> because they just do damage, right? I mean, people don't understand this. People tell me, oh, man, what am I going to do about the iftar dawahs? I'm like, why do you need to go to iftar dawahs? It's Ramadan. You're telling me, you know, people come and tell Tell me, oh, you know, uh, it's Ramzan. We should not be working out. You know, more important things to do. I'm like, dude, you're at iftar every day at someone's house, <laughs> and you know that iftar is not like you just get there. You know, it's like one hour. The dude's, you know, spending time, right? He's, you're, you you got to drive there. You you know, you're there for uh, like, until yeah, until yeah. Uh, Tarawih time, and then you're running to Tarawih somewhere, and you're praying wherever, right? You know, random places sometimes. I mean, and then you're eating. You're damaging your body. What yeah. I don't understand is how people have this disconnect with their bodies that, oh, you know, our bodies are like not really a part of us. It doesn't matter. <laughs> they treat them like trash. The one thing that you're going to take with you to the grave is treated like crap, and your car is treated like a freaking queen. Yeah. You know, that's that's the reality today. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I see people taking care of their cars, and like, you know, the best oil, the best gas goes in there. They're spending their money, but you tell them to go go to the gym, man. Oh, I don't got time for that, man. I don't have, to, I don't have the money and time for that. You know, it's, it's usually the answer that I get. Yeah, yeah. But the reality but, is that's a huge disconnect. No, what you mentioned is awesome. There's actually no fatwa needed for that. You know, uh, you know the when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran, and you're, you're, I think you're just about half of the Quran too, right? MashaAllah, people don't know that about you. MashaAllah. <laughs> He's a beast, dude. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Kulu washrabu wa la tusrifu inna Allah la yuhibbu al-musrifin, right? Eat and drink and don't be excessive. It doesn't, people are like, oh, it just means don't waste food. That's not what that means. Right. It means don't misuse the food that's given to you. That's the first thing. Rasulullah he said that the worst vessel that the children of Adam can fill are their stomachs. Right. That's the worst vessel. But if they want to once in a while fill it, that's the context of the hadith. Let them fill one third for water, one third for food, one third. So the one third, one third, one third, it's, that's not like what should be default. That's once in a while even. Right, right, right. So when you get up off the dinner table, you should actually be hungry. Right. And within 10 to 15 minutes, you're not going to be hungry anymore, right? right Naturally, right. right? So, But the problem is here that when we utilize this month of purification spiritually and physically of Ramadan is when you're going to Dawat, what happens when you eat? You overeat. And you don't, dude, we have to be honest with ourselves. Nobody wants to pray Isha after that. No. no. The, the, that's why it's such a horrible thing to overeat. And we're all guilty of it. But if you really think about it in the perspective and mashallah, the passion that you're talking about, it's actually true. We treat like it's not like a part of our body. Yeah. And we're just, and next thing you know, it's time to face your creator for Isha and you just don't want to be there. Right. That's a horrible thing, man. Uh, the, the food plays a huge role in there. It is. They're not understanding that. It is. If you switch your diet for like a couple, you know, couple of weeks or a week in Ramadan you'll see it right away you'll feel it you know, you'll know, you go to prayer you'll feel better you'll feel lighter these people are sitting in there man they're farting they're breaking <laughs> prayer they're running to the bathroom I've seen all kinds of stuff happen I've seen people throw up you know <laughs> and, and the masjid mus- right there like right on the musallah bro right next to me took vengeance on his food bro <laughs> and ruku I'm like holy crap and you know a lot of rice came out <laughs> no joke and I looked at it I'm like that's more than your portion bro that's why it came out you know half a cup this guy's throwing up like a good plate of rice. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's the regurgitators who are really nasty. The ones who <laughs> throw up in their mouth and they swallow it back up. That burp, that burp, man. You can yeah. smell it. Now you know something came up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like, I just lost my appetite, man. Wow, so, um, <laughs> yeah. so, so w- 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 one thing, it sounds like, you know, I was listening to a talk on the way over here about like Ramadan prep and it seems like when we, and we, we have a, 
a couple of days before Ramadan, we have this. I think it's like it's all routine based, right? right. You got to plan out. Like it sounds like you're the type of guy that probably even plans out where you're gonna pray. It's not like masjid hopping randomly. Well, right now, kind of alluded to that a little bit because you know because of the the training. Yeah, right. I have to be specific because of the training. Okay, um, but you know, pre Ramadan for me, everyone's different, right? For me, I don't. I mean, I'm, I go full blast till Ramadan with everything, my food, my, you know, everything that I'm doing, I just gonna go full blast. And then when Ramadan comes, I completely submit. I'm like, this is it. It's Ramadan. I don't care what's going to happen. You know, I, I'm not, I don't care if I shrivel, if I, or if I get weaker, if I lose how much weight. Cause I'm not, I don't have an issue right now with my health. You know, Alhamdulillah, I, I already eat clean. So it doesn't bother me, but some people, it takes time for them to adjust to the hunger. To adjust to the sleep, to that. For those people, they have they should plan from right now. You know, they should. I, I had a pre Ramadan uh, like thing that I made for the you know the all my clients this year, and I had told them that you know number one is that from two weeks before start making it to the masjid for for fajr, right? I mean because that'll help you get that that less sleep thing out of the way. You know, go to sleep at whatever time you're going to sleep. Wake up for Fajr no matter what and get to the Fajr because it's so early. It's like five o'clock now. You know, it's it's hard to get to Fajr in in this time of the of the year. So I'm like, get to Fajr, uh, eat less. You know, I mean, I know you get some people like they just have some guys tell me they have a you know, oh, I need to like just be eating like snacking on something all day. It's addiction. Food's an addiction, man. So you know, I tell them to eat less. you know, um, I, I also told them, you know, they, they definitely should be sleeping less, eating less. Uh, I had them drinking more water and, um, there's a few other stuff, but basically just preparing for the month, you know, yeah. you just prepare to get a little bit less sleep and a little bit less food. If they can start eating, you know, and, and I, and I also had asked them to fast, uh, on the Sunnah days, at least like, you know, or the, you know, the, the pre, the pre Ramadan fast, hit those. Cause that way your body gets used to it. And you don't have to do them all in a row, right? You could do like one and then wait a few days and do another one and wait a few days, do another one. And then by the time Ramadan comes, you should be good to go. So and, that, the kind of planning. And just so, sorry to come back to the meal plan thing. Uh, so with the hundred dollars that people are paying, are, do you actually sit down with them just so they know their expectations so they don't have false expectations when they Look, come to this, you? We actually you give sit down them with this. them and make a meal plan and be like, okay, eat this and eat this. And eat For this. Ramadan, I don't. Okay. okay. Ramadan, we don't because I don't concentrate on that stuff in Ramadan at all. You know, even the workout is very, uh, you know, it's very short. It's like 35, 40 minutes and it's a full body workout. It's nothing concentrated. I'm not the, you know, it's not the kind of workout that you would normally get when you come to me, which is very, you know, form centric. And even this will be form centric as well, but I don't choose that many exercises that require, you know, you to be a, like perfect form, right? It'll be like burpees. You could do it however you want sometimes, you know, and get away with it. Yeah. But, you know, it's not like they're going to be squatting hard or something. Once in a while, yes, but not throughout the, you know, each class is not going to be filled with those kind of exercises. Okay. I was going to sign up to said burpees. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, but anyway, so like, but would you, is it okay for people to come in like out of shape? Yeah. The, everybody that came in last year, dude, had not worked out ever. So, what really? Yeah, they. Um, I had f- thirteen guys. There was one guy who used, to, you know, who who was in shape, and he just wanted to come because he was uh, excited to have a place where he can go at nighttime, and there was no girls and no music, so he was just working out with us because of that. So that you know, that that's one thing. That's another thing that I kind of tell people. I'm like, look, I know it costs a hundred bucks, and then you might think that you know, or you might know what you're doing, but. I mean, the opportunity to work out with 10 brothers in Ramadan night, you know, after Tarawih, where there's no music, there's nobody else there except for the Muslims, and it's intentionally made like this. I mean, there's some reward to that, too, you know? Of course, yeah. Make the effort and try to do something like that, even if you don't want to go to the class. But most of the guys that came last year, out of 13, you know, out of 13, 12 of them were completely out of shape. I'm talking about they were, they were, uh, some of them were, you know, overly, you know, out of weight. It's okay. You overweight. Fat. 
Yeah, I was gonna say obese. <laughs> Morbidly better, obese. Better they're obese. Look, better better hope they don't hear this. Fat people <laughs> embrace it. No, but you know, you know the, the, the good thing stop is stop it with this husky within that, business. Within and, within that one month, I was, and I was, I was surprised too. Everyone lost like a few inches off their Mashallah. off their waist, off their chest. You know, everywhere from everywhere. Like we we measured the entire body, and there was not one person that didn't lose less than three inches from one spot. Mashallah. Wow. So, so let so and those people. They all had day jobs for the most part. Yeah, all of them had day jobs. Yeah. Okay, so like, what kind of feedback did you get as far as that? Because that's the more thing. energetic. I, yeah, I was I was very afraid of this too, but uh, you know, Alhamdulillah, they all came back. Everyone felt better. They said their Ramadan was stronger than ever before because you know they were less tired during prayer. They were less tired during the day. They were going to work with more energy. They were coming okay. back, you know, a little bit less tired during the day. Some of them took naps. You know, some of them didn't. Um, and I, I think you sold me. Yeah, no, the, but that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> what else, man? I'll tell you on something else. When you do something as a group like that, yeah. especially with Muslims that are going through the same grind as fast as you are, right. just so many things that just add to that. You build bonds with people, yeah. right? You and it's a whole different experience. Like a lot of it has to do with the human experience. You know, right. I can imagine. This. I mean, in the in the West Side, we have awesome that that Patriot Boxing. Have you ever been inside there? I haven't been inside. It's it's not that bad. I mean, the weight area is okay, but they have this huge like turf area, you know, the tires and the the whole. Oh really. Yeah, and they have a bunch of bags there. So even if people don't want to like do the class specifically, they can still come, you know, and start working out over there with us. You know, use the other stuff, or just join the class. So the whole <laughs> it's the easiest thing to do. So generally, the whole gym is open to you. Like the whole gym is mine. Yeah. So people, let's just say they're like, oh, you know what? I'm just kind of bored of this. I just want to flip tires the whole time. You, they can do that, and you're totally cool with that. Well, I, I usually don't. I don't do that. But. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm mean, just asking. Yeah, they could, but you know, I, the way we have it structured, I've never had any problem with anybody like saying this is like you know something that they because it's a little you know there's different stations, there's different workouts, and and flipping and, and tires is not a part of it. Yes, yeah, flipping tires will be like one of the. What stations. about like the sledgehammer stuff? You yeah, know? we have that too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, dude. So, so now you've got like this is the first twenty days though, because right again you're trying to tell people to dedicate last ten nights for like ibadah, right? More, right? Uh, do you do anything during the last ten nights yourself? Uh, like, like to work let's say out? You're doing it to yeah. Or are you, are you just doing body weight stuff in the he masjid? Does, he does. He does no. handstand pushups while he's doing it. <laughs> I pray on one leg. No, I um, <laughs> I don't. The last ten days, I take a break, man. Okay, it's good to take a break too. I mean, for for uh, so not even like pushups or nothing like that. In the nothing. Masjid, nothing. Okay. Sometimes you know your body does need a break. Like okay. I've been going. You know, I work now every day for the past like you know three four months five months without taking a break at all yeah. not even for three four days so those last ten days are you know that's a good time for your body to rest mm. you know break as long as you're eating well yeah it shouldn't be a problem you know? that, it, yeah it shouldn't mm. be a problem well. and those last ten days are very strenuous too man you know already on your body yeah. right? you know you're you're definitely most people are going to be if some people are going to get take off if not a lot of people are observing every other night you know for. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, and everything, right, yeah. all that stuff. So, I mean, that's taxing, and that's where you should be spending your energy at that time of, right. of the month, right? Mm. Okay. First twenty days, you know, I mean, a little bit of activity will help. And even those people who did the first twenty days, in the last ten days, I mean, they they still felt good until the month ended, and then they started eating like like they normally would. And then they then they, then we had problems, <laughs> yeah, because they all went back to like the normal yeah. diet. And just to answer your question, I do give a diet to everybody that joins the, the program. They get they have a it's very standard, you know. I, I mean, there's no reason to kind of like you know, like I said, simplicity is the best is a key. And I and I like to keep everything simple. So I give everyone the same suhoor and I give everyone iftar guidelines. You know, I say that you know this is what you should break with. And I, my breaking is always the same, and my breakfast is always the same. That's one thing. Those, those two things I never change. You know, but whatever you want to eat afterwards, as long as you're not eating anything bad you know you just you know stick to some protein a little bit of carbs and some fat you know that should be fine yeah man 
Yeah, I could probably do it like where because I, I always eat separate dinner to what my family eats. Yeah, you can't do that. Why? <laughs> I mean, you have to. Are they eating healthy too, though? I mean, no, they're eating, they're eating trash. That's, that's why. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> trash, yeah, it has to trash. change, man. There no, has but to sometimes be a it's not. Sometimes it's not trash, but sometimes it's like Bengali food with a bunch of like it's a bunch of fish with like bones that I don't really want to, you know, <laughs> debone. <laughs> yeah, deal with right. Yeah, it's like time and stuff. Like, for, like you know what I mean. But like, so for me, it's like, uh, so I, I try to do CrossFit usually. Okay. Up until, but then Ramadan, I don't because the class schedule is not conducive to it. And right. Right. You know, if I do CrossFit during the day, you might just die. Yeah, that's very taxing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very cardio. So for me, it's always it. like the challenge of going back into CrossFit after a month off. You're like you, you, your body has to get used to that soreness, right? And that's right. that cycle. So it sounds like what you're, what you got going on might be a good like little, yeah, yeah, medium to jump into. Right, so right. I, I think you got me sold. Wait, I wait, just find just to recap, way. you do the workout after iftar or what? No, no, right after tarawi. But are we, man? That's time to go to sleep. Yeah, twelve o'clock. What do you think we were talking about the whole time? Bro? <laughs> no, you just figure that out. No, I, I, th- I thought we were still in like. Na- Wait, we, we were talking about me taking a nap after work. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then we'll go to the gym. All right, a half an hour before iftar starts. You know what? No, no. Hey, Sim. You know right. what? I feel glad that this is the first time I'm not the slow one right now. No, no, listen. listen. I now I know what it feels like. Why you guys listen? Now I know why you guys. Majority of us have work. Okay. (laughs) Now I know why you guys laugh at me. All right, listen, listen. (laughs) No, but I I know he said it's only twice a week that you're gonna get less. It's only two times. So uh, actually, one of those nights is a weekend uh, night. Yeah, it's a Friday night. Okay. So one night. One oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were saying every day. No, no, no. For the, the the class that we have running on the west side is only two days a week: Wednesday right. night and Friday night. Wednesday is a little iffy. He was saying he works Thursday. out every day. Yeah. So, not, not the, not so the this genre week, fitness plan. So this week, um, especially if you're, following, if you're following like local moon sighting, it'll be Wednesday or Thursday. So there is a class this week. Yeah, we're supposed to have a class this Wednesday. Night. Mashallah. Even wow. if what but if, I thought it was Tuesday and Wednesday. Is it? No, because twenty today's yeah, twenty seventh Shaban. Yeah. Is it Tuesday, Wednesday? Or t- th- no, because according to Hilal, today is 27 Shaban. Okay. So oh, 29 really? Shaban would be um, Tuesday, right? Today's 27. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they, they would here. look for the moon Tuesday night. Hmm. None of this looking for moon business. Yeah, if it start, if it's, if Ramadan doesn't start on, on on Wednesday night or Wednesday morning, then if we don't fast Wednesday, then we'll start the class on Friday probably. Okay, so so we might okay. So if we start fasting Wednesday, then you will have the class. Yeah, Wednesday they will night. have class on Wednesday. Night. But if there's if we start fasting Thursday, then we'll have the class Friday night. Friday, yeah. Okay, we'll be emailing uh, people. And right. and I, how did you come up with the name Janwar? How did that come about? I was always uh, yeah, you know, it's a cool name. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> uh, the animal. It sticks out. Yeah, you know, it kind of just well. You know, uh, my dad, <laughs> he's calling me John Ward. <laughs> you know, he's, he's even like, you know, like, what is this working out all the time? And, he, you know, you look like John Ward. It's crazy. You know, just, you should slow down and all this stuff. And then um, when I'd be working out, I used to, I've always been working out with, the, you know, with some, with a few people, some, you know, my cousins or somebody, you know, they've always been training somebody. So the best way to describe, like, you know, when, you, when you're, when you're doing like a shoulder press, right? And you're holding that bar. And I was trying to describe to my cousin, like, you know, how you got to hold that bar. People hold the bar loose. One of the yeah. issues when working out is that there's no mind-body connection. Right? People go into workout and they literally think it's just mindless jumping around, you know, like like Zumba, right? That's yeah. what people think working out is. <laughs> working out should is definitely not a mindless, you know, uh, uh, activity. It, it, it literally is very taxing mentally and, you know, um, as well as it is physically, if you work out properly. So I'm trying to get this guy to hold the bar tight. You know, I'm like, dude, you got a John Word grip this bar. You know, <laughs> you're holding it like a little junger. You know, I don't know what the rules are here. Over no, no, junger is cockroach. Yeah. 
Yeah. But so that's I always used to use that kind of like you know that that phrase for that. Very nice. Like, John were the bar. John were this. John were that. And then animal we, beast. Yeah. yeah. There you go. If you say in Urdu, it just sounds bad. But in our right. in our time and place but we all we've all been called John- John- <laughs> <laughs> we've been called certain types of genres too <laughs> but uh no that that's awesome man that's uh i i had one more question about the types of workouts now do you guys like do any like um gymnastics type workouts like us- utilizing the rings or, like, no, no. or trx type stuff no? no keep it simple man okay no no i'm yeah. just asking I'm that's do- what i like to do and, and for, for just so people part. know what they're going to expect when yeah, they come yeah. in you know what so that, of- that's another thing Schumer has the tendency to pass out during his workouts. By the way, <laughs> I don't know if you heard about no, this. After, really? after did you? he he passed I out when I first started CrossFit. When I first started CrossFit, mm-hmm. these guys are like you know like okay so I'll, I'll, can I I'll, let me say the story okay this is a real this he really saw happened. purple. So these guys, the first time I ever did CrossFit, these guys Moga and another one of our friends, these guys worked me, and my cardio was really bad. Right. So it was the workout was. Uh, kettlebell swings with like a 75 pound thing kettlebell swings you do 10 of those right. 10 of those uh, 50 uh, right after the other no rest 50 uh, jump ropes uh, 20 box jumps um, and uh, 10 burpees right right and we were supposed to do 10 sets do you do this at a uh, CrossFit gym or this was an export this is an export I used to do this with Moga yeah yeah <laughs> so, so this is the first time I did these I didn't know my workouts used to be CrossFit before. yeah yeah <laughs> and burpees are awesome they're phenomenal I mean I got used to it yeah um, oh, and there were deadlifts in there. Okay. Okay. And before that, I really didn't do too many deadlifts. So I just got into it. I just came back from Egypt. I was not used to this type of workouts, bro. These guys, after I was like at my ninth set, I collapsed. Oh. oh I'll, I'll, only part I remember is just seeing like blue colors and like <laughs> purple and I just passed out. And in I woke gym. up. Yeah, in the gym. I mean, I wasn't really worried too much. It just yeah. felt kind of like, you know. So, and then after that, I woke up and then I was like, oh, dude, how long did I pass out for? The Mogo was just laughing at me. <laughs> I was like, dude, what if I had to go to the ER? <clears throat> so, this one time, we did this deadlift workout. This was bad. We did the deadlift workout with him. We finished the whole leg workout. He's like, okay, puts on two plates. He's like, we got to do uh, uh, 50 reps of this. Oh. After we finished our entire leg workout, we squatted, we did leg press, we did deadlifts and everything. Two plates. Okay, now we have to do 50. And I'm like dead by the time the workout's done. All right. So I get up to like 15, 20, and I'm starting to feel really dizzy. I'm like, dude, I can't go. And like uh, one of my friends, Ahmad, he's like, dude, don't be such a girl. Dude, just do it, right? He, were, he used the word girl? Uh-huh. He used the word girl? He used the word girl. Okay. Yeah. We're going to be offensive <laughs> here. He's, <laughs> so he's like, he's like don't be, I was like, all right, fine. So I just, uh, <laughs> that kept on going. And once we got to, I was like at 40, I was like, no, I can't do anymore, bro. <laughs> and I felt like I was about to throw up. And I was, and I was working out like kind of fasted at the same time, too. So I was like, no, dude, I'm about to throw up. I can't. He's like, dude, just do it. You're almost done. Why would you want to give up now? You're going to live with this for the rest of your life. You did 40. I was like, all right. And then I was just doing one at a time and falling on the ground. And I'm lying on the ground. The whole ground is wet. So I'm like, dude, this can't be good for you, bro. A few weeks before that, I was reading about how muscle CrossFit workouts, people get like this muscle toxicity them where they work out too much. Rabdo. Yeah. There you go. And there's too much. Uh, uh, amino acids or muscle breakdown. Break, yeah, when it, the muscle starts breaking down, yeah, it's called it, it goes into yeah, yeah it goes, it goes into, into the, the bloodstream. Blood then you pee brown. Yeah, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> I'm doing that. So it happened. My brother-in-law was me there that day. He just wanted to observe our, our workout, you know. And uh, I was after I was done, I collapsed. I was like, okay, and I was like dizzy. I felt like I was drunk the whole time. I was like, dude, this can't be good, bro. This something yeah. has to be wrong. So I told my brother-in-law he was there. I was like, dude, drive me home. And I literally got home. Walking super slow. I barely remember what happened. I lie down on my mattress with all my gym clothes on, my oh, shoes on, and everything. Yeah. 
right? And this is all I tell him. All wet. Yeah, and this is what I tell him. I was like, listen, bro, if I pass out, just try to wake me up. If I don't wake up, it's called 911. That's how bad it was. We'll lie. <laughs> okay. I'm not making this up. Alhamdulillah, I woke up the next day. I didn't work out in like a week after that because I was like so sore and stuff like that. And uh, those guys make fun of me ever since then. I was like, I always pass out. Yeah, I pass out because I actually tax myself, right? It's not like yeah. I'm faking it. Like, you know, like that's not a good sign, though. You shouldn't no, be impressing that when you're working out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I totally know that. But you know, one thing I'll tell you is, though, man, for mental toughness, I think that's awesome. Wait, you, know, you, were doing, you were doing a special diet too, right? Weren't you like? Uh, doing I, well, I would always either? work out fasted, though. Okay, I would always be fasted. I'd never so have anything. You're trying to do CrossFit fasted. Yeah, I never. I a majority of my workouts. What, how long? Like so, if I wake up in the morning and I have like a morning workout, I'll I'll never eat before that. Okay. Even if I know I'm working at two o'clock, I won't eat before that. Oh wow! I'll I'll work out and then I'll eat. Yeah. The dilemma with that is you can't really do cardio. Right. And, and you can't lift hard and. and no, no, that's an awesome thing though, bro. That's one thing I beg to differ with a lot of people. I think everyone's different. Yeah. Especially like there's a two hour window right before if that where I get like the super energy. Yeah. I get lots of energy. Right, especially if I take a nap after work, especially when I do like <laughs> my first. Deal. I don't know about other <laughs> regular people. Yeah, maybe yeah. I'm maybe I'm just superhuman, but uh, so I'll and then I'll have like a half an hour like energy rush. Right, and that's all I have because that's from like the first set. I do. It's almost like clockwork for me. From the first set I do, I lift weights. I feel good, especially when I'm deadlifting. Right, and I loved. I learned to love deadlifting during Ramadan. After that, for like a half an hour, I have this awesome energy. And if I don't make use of that half an hour, then I'll just get like super tired. Okay. And then I'll have like a half an hour, maybe forty minutes. After that, I'm done. No, no rest in between. So those guys always make fun of me because I was never used to CrossFit. Yeah. I never liked it. It was horrible. I used to tell them all the time, like, I hate you guys right now. I hate you guys. Maybe pushing me. God bless them. They were awesome guys, man. Yeah. I really am indebted to them for that. But I would pass on. I think I passed out like three or four times. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. My my uh the CrossFit coaches usually so one time I remember like, a couple months ago I was in the uh my my gym has a specific like Olympic lifting course like once a week right, right. we just work on form and technique I think we were doing like snatch that day and like and then uh all of a sudden I start feeling like dizzy so my coach is like stop and she's like she gave me lemonade okay. and she's like when did you last eat I was like this is a six thirty p.m. lifting class I was like I think I had lunch around one thirty he's like that's t- too much time right 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 she's like you can't like do that yeah um and so now it's trying to like do more i felt a difference though because i used to go sometimes like going in the morning like 5 a.m 6 a.m um but i wouldn't eat anything but now i at least have a banana yeah i mean that's a lot more strenuous too right i mean uh crossfit's very strenuous it is yeah but you're not that's one of the before i thought you're doing just no 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 more no i don't even do crossfit anymore no that was a little phase I went through, yeah. but it's just you know just heavy weights at a higher rep scheme, half an hour. I've even had twenty hour, twenty minute workouts, and it was awesome. Yeah, twenty minute workouts, no break, bam. Yeah, I used to do I used to do those thirty minute workouts. Before, yeah, they're awesome, but, yeah. dude. I don't know if I can. People are like, oh, no, you got to be in the gym for at least an hour and a half. Now bro. it's like you know, even if I'm in a well fed state, I'm still like I need like a ton of water. <laughs> water, out. yeah, yeah, of course. So, yeah, I don't know if I could do it before I start. Yeah, so well, as I far just as... do a whole bunch of kulis, bro. That would get right. As far as Ramadan is like a month when people are looking, when Muslims um, are looking to establish goals and routines and right. like try to make themselves a better version of themselves, right? right. Um, obviously, from sp- spirituality is always a thing. Right. Uh, I think one of the takeaways we've heard, because when I was, one of the questions I had, and you've answered this thoroughly coming into this, uh, this show was, like, why are you talking about working out when we should be working out, thinking about spirituality? But you've shown how the workout has actually helped give you energy. Right. Like, you're not like... So uh, I remember uh, 
you know Rehan Jalali, right? Right, right. Yeah, he's that famous article. California guy. California right? dude, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. He's that famous article about like how, um, you know, you're doing all this working out middle of the night, and every, and I have heard like other people like that. That's not practical because we all got to work, etc. You've addressed that. So it's only twi- twice. It's basically only one work night, work day out of the week. Right. You're really losing yeah. to sleep, right? right? I mean, three, four hours of sleep is still a good amount of sleep for Ramadan. It should be. If people are sleeping more than that, even on regular days, they're still missing out on their Ramadan one way or the other, right? Yeah. I mean, Ramadan, sleep is the last thing that people should be worried about. Yeah. You know, just enough to just to, to you know function is what we're trying and to get And your body to. will adjust, man. Yeah, and the thing is, working out helps you with that, right? A, people, a person who doesn't work out and doesn't eat properly will need that extra sleep. Right, because their body is just going through hell right now. Yeah. You know? a lot of damage has been happening here. This person is, and another thing is, when you don't move, when you have this sedentary lifestyle, we're not made for that, right? I mean, when you have low, you know, blood flow, like or you know, low activity, it even affects your brain. Yeah, right. They have that new study. Did you see that there? Yeah, right? the eight places where the brain yeah it starts shrinking and stuff. Well, think about it. If, if there's not enough blood flow going up there, there, should, there could be a problem. When people don't move enough, that's an issue. You're just sitting, you know. Yeah. This needs to cycle. You know, you need to move your body. You need your joints need to move. There's, there's, you know, even those people who have joint pain that they, they don't do a lot of movement. You know, that's not, that's another reason. It's yeah. not always because they tore something or they, you know, hyperextended. It's it could be to due to lack of activity. Yeah. Right? You, you know, I was uh, reading this. I don't know if you guys ever heard the. Uh, there's a new movement in some parts of New York and California for even classrooms where you have like these standing desks. Right, right, right. Right, because yeah. oh yeah, I got yeah. the I got one at my work. The, the, yeah, they, they, uh, I just told them like, hey, I want a standing desk, and they order for one for me. And yeah. um, does it have like a little like, foot rest on it too for one foot at a time or something? Or no, no? it doesn't have anything okay. to put a stool. for your foot. But no, um, <clears throat> no. The reason why I'm saying that is because uh, there was this uh, research I was reading about uh, sitting in this position. Yeah. Usually, people who were in lofty positions like kings and stuff, that they were the only people in human history that actually preferred right. this position in like a ninety degree sitting. It's actually not supposed to be good for your body, right? Yeah. And if you do sit, you should sit on the ground because the the body and the bones are formed differently that way. But it's actually it actually affects your 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 your, your posture. It affects the way your your bones everything everything move yeah. the way they rub together the cartilage it was a whole bunch yeah. of, it was really interesting sitting but really even, messes up your the hip flexion yeah, and That's we the do main that all day right? hip, all hip flexion fle- yeah. yes hip flexion gets messed up ankle flexion a lot of things don't you know you get more stiff yeah yeah right yeah. so movement is very important you know and and another thing that I want I, I know I know you you said that you know Ramadan is the month for spiritual I I kind of want to address that and and that's because People don't realize how important the body is. That's one of the most important amanas that we have, right? You can speak to, uh, you know, many people and especially, you know, people, you know, with wisdom and, and especially these rich people, you could ask them this question. Health is so important, right? You could, you know, you'll see people who are extremely wealthy and who have health issues that they can't do anything about. Like I know this one guy who's extremely rich, you know, and he has no legs, right? He had diabetes. The diabetes progressed. He had to cut off his legs. And I mean, what he wouldn't give to take a step outside. Rather than roll oh, outside, oh, right? Oh. But he's got more money than I could ever dream of, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, the, people don't understand it. the the human the, the, this this blessing we have, and we also have an account accountability of for course. this blessing, right? What are we? I do? mean, people don't realize you literally are taking your body with you when you get buried, right? And when then you get raised, whether I don't know the the, the, the dynamics of how you come back up, but your body parts do talk. On the yes. day of judgment. So, I mean, I'm guessing they're there, right? If your body parts talk, how far-fetched is it that your organs are not going to talk against you, 
right? I mean, would your lungs not wake up and say, yeah, this guy damaged me daily by smoking, right? He destroyed me. My lungs are black. My lung capacity was decreased. I was in pain. And then I had this problem, that problem, and I died at this. Why wouldn't you, if your hands can wake up and say, this dude used me to do this and this, why wouldn't your lungs wake up and say, well, this guy knowingly damaged me, right? And that's the same thing with our bodies. We're knowingly damaging them by not eating properly, right? Everything's going to end. You have to accountability for everything. Not only is it accountable because we have good health and we have, uh, you know, the, and we're not we're not treating it properly, but also because of the abundance of food that we have today and and the uh, you know eating that food just you know whatever you want right without thinking about it. And I'm not just talking about you know halal and not halal. I'm talking about tayyab, actual clean food. You know, the food that uh, doesn't negatively affect us because we also have a belief in our in our tradition that food affects our spirituality. Right? There's if you eat haram or drink haram, they say oh, yo, 40 days things don't count. Where you know if you eat something bad, that affects your spirituality. So I mean, this is connected. When you're saying that oh, you know, Islam is uh, Ramadan is the month for cleansing and for spirituality. Well, your body is a part of your spirituality. Yeah, yeah. You can't even pray without your body. And the people who are sitting and praying and who can't touch the ground to do sajda, what answer are they going to give on the day of judgment when Allah says you did this happened because you didn't eat properly? When their organs wake up and say, well, you know, this guy fed me this and this is why I shut down. And then the body starts walking up and saying, well, you know, he didn't do any exercise. When there's now, you know, I mean, I brought this magazine literally because on Time magazine now has a science of exercise. And this is a whole edition, like a special edition. It's fascinating to read this because there's now so much research behind this that is showing that like exercise is essential. It's not even a, you know, people think, oh, this guy, you know, he's doing it just for time pass, like sports, mm-hmm. sports. Our time pass, right? And I tell this to people all the time, especially guys our age. If you're not in the NBA, you're not in the NFL, and you're not making money, you're only damaging yourselves when you play sports, right? And, I, and, and I, well, people say, oh, it's great exercise, it's cardio, it's this. Why are all the fat guys playing ball? <laughs> Why don't they, any of them look like me? <laughs> You know, that's what I don't understand. Oh, I can outrun you. I don't care. If I catch you, you're dead. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, and I, it's not going to take me more than Listen, a second. Are you saying that you're a proponent of people not playing sports? Like? I am not. You know, I have a uh, kind of a, and somewhat, I, I don't believe like, that people what, what should if play sports. Like, so isn't CrossFit a sport, though? CrossFit's not really a sport. Well, you know, I don't, I don't like CrossFit either. Okay. <laughs> just so you know. I'm not, I'm well, big, well, what's your, so, like, why don't you go, go on a little, give us a little rant real quick. About, about CrossFit? Yeah, yeah. CrossFit is new. Number one. Number two is that you're not, you're, they're not going to know the effect that the, the side effects of CrossFit until some of these players hit like 50, 60 years old. And when they have like extreme, like, you know, degeneration of their joints and bones and stuff like that, that's when we're going to find out. The people who are like what, the athletes, the people who compete in the games and stuff? Or like- well, the people who compete in the games may be, you know, more um, uh, equipped to probably do that kind of stuff. But what? for the ra- average human being to do CrossFit is ridiculous. Okay. You know, you're going to tear stuff, you're going to break stuff, you're going to no, mess things up. So they have a weird cult too, man. I saw. Like these these yeah. pictures and videos, yeah. like pregnant women doing it and stuff, and I, pregnant like, women should work out. They should, but not but not CrossFit. CrossFit. Yeah, yeah. Cro- CrossFit's crazy, man. I mean, it's a, it's a it's good to a certain extent. You know, there's some of the exercises that are great. I like everything. I don't think there's one great exercise. You know, one good school of thought for exercise, and the rest of them are bad. I think you need all of them. Yeah, you know, in order to have a balanced, well, healthy life, no one should say I'm just going to pick the science and stick with it. No, none of us are professionals. You know, if you're looking to maintain good health, you got to do a little bit of everything. You know, whatever activities. And you got to do it within bounds. You, know, yeah. you can't just go, you know, just do CrossFit and destroy yourself. And then, you know, I right. think that CrossFit down the line is going to be is going to have uh, some do you, you know, negative do you do side yoga? effects. I don't personally do yoga all the time, but I've done it before and I and I do like it. Okay, but it's an add on. 
I see. So I want to know about the sports thing. I'm going to give you a scenario, for instance. Let's yeah. say that somebody hates doing cardio. Right. But the only time they get cardio is when they pr- play basketball at the park three times a week. Okay. So what would you say is, is are you saying that sports are designed for a certain level or else you're just going to be damaging yourself? Certain you know, level or certain Sports really bar? are just for fun. Okay. That's, that's the the main thing you have to understand. I mean, even if it's a competition, you know, basketball, NBA, or whatever the competition, I mean, it's it's not really designed for fitness, right? Nobody created basketball and said, hey, this is going to get you healthy and this is going to get you fit. So we're going we're gonna to create this game. No, it was created for competition and for fun or whatever you want to call it, time pass. But in, in, in for a regular normal person, you know, if they don't have time to go to the gym and work out, but they have time to go play basketball, what benefit are they getting from playing basketball? You, can, you say cardio, right? They're gonna, they can play for two hours. It's not a steady state cardio. It's not really hit cardio, right? I mean, they're not doing intense work for 30 seconds. They might, you know, what, do one like, you know, drive in five seconds, like at full force. The rest of the time, they're kind of just mosing up and down the, uh, down the court, you know, shooting here and there. But what's really happening is if they're playing t- hard is, you know, they're, they're, they're at risk of injuring their, their ligaments. Their tendons, which we always see, every everybody has ACL, MCL torn. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know what's going to, and they none of them could sit properly during, during during prayer. So you know that's another issue. If you cannot pray properly because of a sports injury, what what the heck is that? Like, how do you explain that to God? Like, yeah, basketball was so damn important. Basketball or life? You didn't make a penny off of it. In fact, you lost betting against some of your favorite teams. That's what happens, right? Fantasy football, fantasy basketball. I mean, it's a complete waste of time. It's a waste of time to watch the sports it's a waste of time to be playing fantasy and it's more of a waste of time to even be playing it because you're not getting any health benefit out of it people claim they have cardio it's not the same as running you know it's not the same as running 20 minutes or 30 minutes or two miles it's not the same as doing an uphill run or doing stairs for 30 minutes or you know rowing for 30 minutes that's not it it's not structured enough for you to gain benefit from it you know it's like going to the library and reading random books and saying i want a medical degree and not going to medical college you know i mean that doesn't make any sense Right, you're just yeah. randomly going and doing random acts of movement and saying it's healthy. All those guys are unhealthy. They have no shoulders, they have huge guts, and they have no legs, no butt. And then they're they're saying, oh yeah, you know, they're telling their wives, well, you know, we had to play ball to stay healthy. No, dude, go to the gym. You know, shape is important too. How you look, how you feel, all that comes out. It's not possible for you to be 300 pounds and be able to run up and down the court and breaking everyone's ankles and, you know, being like, oh, I'm healthy. You're not. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I see. I see. You know, it's a very deluded uh, mentality that we have in our, in, our, in our community. Sports do not equal health, you know, at, at any given point. NBA players work out. That's why they look like that. You know what I'm saying? They've, if you go back in the 70s and look at the basketball players, they look like crap. <laughs> right, because the science of the shorts still yeah. above their—they were all skinny. They had <laughs> no muscle, legs. and and think about it. If LeBron James played in that you know from in that era, yeah. the, the way he is right now, he would probably kill half the people, yeah. literally, because they were so weak. You know, they didn't realize how beneficial it was for the player to be a better player. You know, how how beneficial exercise, exercise was. Yeah. Right now, they they started incorporating that in the eighties and the nineties, and now they're all coming out like they're freaking juice monsters, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Larry, Larry Bird would have been destroyed. <laughs> Larry Bird, be shot up, bro. <laughs> Even Magic, Magic was skinny yeah, too. Yeah, he was right. skinny. Right, they're all skinny. Yeah, I, I think Mike used to be skinny back in the eighties. Mike yeah. was yeah. skinny, and he was pretty ripped though. He, yeah, he, he started he, lifting. Yeah, in the, in he the started late lifting 80s, in the eighties. Yeah. Like, the, the Pistons, he had to for the Pistons. Yeah, that's what it was. You know, bad boys were aggressive, man. Yeah. You know they had to do it, but um, you know after so, so let's say so we did people join you during Ramadan they're out of shape, and then they fall off after um what what's happening is it a psyche so I, I'll I'll tell you one of the reasons I do CrossFit if I if I could find something else to like replace this I I would 
I'm the kind of guy that you know a lot of people will say if you go to the gym, just you know you got to get there and then you'll do it. I'm the kind of I can go to the gym and then be like, oh, I'm tired or oh, my stomach hurts. I'll leave in five minutes. Right. <laughs> I'll turn back around. Yeah. With the CrossFit style is like, if I know I'm there for the hour, whatever they do it. And for me personally, I like really am. People always say like you can get hurt. I'm really conscientious, like for real, like so they'll do these thrusters, right? If I don't have an enemy, I just won't. I just will stop. Wait, what? Right? A thruster? A thruster? <laughs> that sounds like a sexual maneuver, but what? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's like where you're taking it like off the bat. You're you're kind of like lifting it up and then doing the squat and throwing it overhead, right? So sometimes, especially if you're doing. Like if it's a, like an AMRAP kind of workout where you're doing like multiple rounds, like at the end you're like you know by round two you're already fried, right? Right. So when a guy comes and you might have a minute on the thruster station, I might not even do it. I might not even make an attempt, right? Right. Because I know that like you get hurt. Like yeah. I've been doing cross like on and off since like 2015. Yeah. Um. So, so you, you need someone to like push you and train you. Basically, right. Guys. And yeah. it's like, but it's the only. But I tell people like I only go because. You know, and it's like what 135 a month or something, yeah. right? Um, but it's like I only go because I know that's the only way I can work out that right. intensely. Yeah. But they, do do John or meets outside of Ramadan too? They have right. outside of Ramadan so, programs I mean, too. Some people just need that training, you know, mentality. And that's another thing I want I'll discuss with you. I don't like the term trainer, right? I mean, I really don't like the term term trainer at all because to me, when people get I don't like trainers in general because they charge too much. But yeah, I mean, they do. They do. I mean, the, the training business is 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 corrupt to be to to say the least. You know, I mean, there's a lot. Eighty dollars an hour? Are you out of yeah, your mind? They, they charge a ridiculous. I don't amount make of money. that much money. I mean, some of these guys are educated. But a lot of these guys are not. You know, they're just literally high school grads who went and took some certifications that you can take yourself. I mean, you don't need to know anything about exercise to get a certification, right? You can read a book and, and take the cert. That's how easy it is. Go to nasm.com. You'll see it. Just, you pay them $1,000. They'll send you some materials. If you have, if you have half a brain, you can, you know how to read and understand. You can read, understand and take a test. I mean, it's just like anything else, right? Um, but the thing with the trainer is that people become dependent on trainers, right? That's, mm. that's what, that's what they do. They build a dependency. They, they're taught to do that. Right. So you go to the trainer, they purposely do exercises where you think that they need you. You need them. Right. That, that's one of the one of the things that they actually uh, teach you at these big box gyms is that they, t they tell the trainer you should work out with a person in such a way that, that person is depending on you for the workout. I don't do that. I have a very different take on on, on fitness and health. And, and the point for me is, especially when it comes to our community, is get it together and get out of here. You know, figure it out. This is a part of life. That's not something that you do for a fad for a couple of days and, and, and then it's over. No, I mean, with more and more research coming out and more and more we're learning about the, the, the risks of, of, of what causing us to get these, these health problems, the more and more accountable we're going to be. Right. I mean, there's no longer going to be a time in five, 10 years when people can say, well, I didn't know. No, you did know. You do know. It's very common knowledge. Children are taught that in, in school nowadays, what to eat, what not to eat, and what exercise yeah. can do for yeah. you. So if, you do, if you're not doing that, there's a problem. You know, as a Muslim, that's a problem. If you're not taking care of your body, if you're not doing what's right, and you're avoiding what's wrong, there's a problem with you deeply. You know what I mean? There's something else wrong with you. But this is a part of life, just like everything else. You know, you got to do this, and you got to do that. You got to work. You got to, you know, you have to go to school, whatever it is you have to eat. You got to exercise. 
You know, that's, that's all there is to it. So for me, it's come, learn, and leave. I'm a coach. For trainers, what they want to do is they want to come and they want to build a dependency. You need to get that out of your, out of your mindset that, uh, I'm going to be, no, dude, this is a, this is a matter of actually being healthy. Number one, for you, for your family, for your children, for generations to come. You're not healthy. Your wife's probably not going to take, take care of herself. You start, you know, getting into it. You start changing your diet. Your wife will start changing her diet and start getting into it. My wife, now completely has a different diet and she has a completely different lifestyle. You know, she works out and she eats healthy. My kids eat healthy. It has to change, you know, everywhere. And you have to make that change. That's effort. That's willpower. Right. So, so you're just saying what you did, like it's impossible for the family members to like, so for me, let's say I'm the husband, right? Right. I get in shape. Uh, I'm eating clean. It's impossible for like the rest of the family just to eat trash. Yeah. How long? After a while, they're going to be like. It's going to take time, but they'll get, you know, in the beginning, it's always resistant, especially in Desi family. Tana, there's a lot of, like a lot of, what? how do you say in English? Tana is like, you know. Mocking. Passive aggressive statements. Yeah. A lot. They'll they'll make a lot of comments and a lot of, you know, stuff. Side comments. Yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere you go, you go to like a family party Oh, he's not going to eat this. Oh, you're not going to eat that. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm not. So so what? You know, like, too bad. You shouldn't call me. You know, but uh, I don't go to a lot of parties because of this reason. You know, because there's nothing for me to eat there. You know, I mean, I have nothing to eat there. I really don't want to hear about what everyone else is doing anyway, so I don't, I, I don't go. <laughs> you know? He's got reminded me of Elliot Hulse. You know oh. Elliot Hulse? Never heard of him. You know Elliot Hulse, right? From no. YouTube? No. Oh, you don't know? Okay. But I mean, uh, the thing is, you have to ch- you have to change yourself. If you continue to depend on someone, you're going to be paying someone for the rest of your life. And most likely, most of these people don't really care if you're getting healthy or not. Right. Being healthy has three parts to it. Your body. It has mind, one. First of all, is the physical being itself. You know, being healthy is your body. Second is mind. And third is soul. These three are not connected. You're never going to be healthy. You can go to the gym all you want. You know, right. there's guys who go there and lift more than me and lift longer than me and do all kinds of stuff. But, you know, they might not be healthier than me. You know, that health is, is a connection of, you know, this this weak power, that this weak willpower that you have. That I don't want to go to the gym by myself and do that stuff. That's that's your soul right there, bro. You got to break through. Right. That's your willpower. That's where you practice your willpower. Second is mental toughness. Like Amir, he passed out. You have to find your boundary and you got to push that mental limit. Right. You go in there. A lot of times people go, I have to have a partner, bro. Otherwise, I don't push yourself because you're weak. <laughs> you're, it doesn't matter if you can bench 300 pounds when there's three people around you. Can you bench 400 pounds? when you're alone that's a new thing that I've started is that I try not to take a spot anymore because I want to build this connection that I should know exactly what my body can do and when it can do it and how it can do it right so now I don't even take a spot the other day you know I, oh I, man I, that's kind of dangerous for I got stuck with <laughs> I got stuck with a bunch of weight <laughs> on my chest and I'm like looking around and it was like in the evening time because I try to go when there's not a lot no one around so no one can yeah. help you <laughs> usually it's for a woman not yeah. being around but it turns out a lot of the guys not don't end up showing up at that hour as well. So I'm looking around trying to ask for someone to spot me in. <laughs> I'm literally trapped. And finally, like, um, well, actually, once. So this happened twice. Once somebody came and helped me out. Right. The second time, I ended up. Uh, I didn't have any clamps on the side of the weight. Uh, so, so you were able to slide I, it I out. Slide it out. Yeah, that's 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 yeah. a learning phase, man. Oh yeah. man, yeah, you well, gotta go that. But yeah, this I, I see if someone is as seasoned and better, you know, as you, you can pull that off. A lot Which, of people that are if, new, if, yeah, the, if, it's knowing yourself. Yeah. yeah, you gotta know yourself. The, the moral of the story is you have to know yourself. By the yeah. way, would, would, no, would no, you no, recommend no. trying to slide the bar over your head or down your body? If that if you got stuck, wait, wait, where clamps. we stuck in bench? Yeah, yeah like, bench. Like, let's say your bench and you like. Cap out and it's like I don't know. You. That's that's scary, man. I wouldn't go over the head ever because if you <laughs> yeah. lose any anything over there, you're break done. your nose, your yeah. eyes, you're, you're done. Just roll over your your stomach and actually take a lot. Just gotta yeah. tighten your stomach. Just up don't put just... clamps and just 
you know, throw. Yeah, I mean, I, I I've never had that happen in a while, so it's, it's I, tough. I actually, I, yeah, if you're gonna go any, if you're going beyond comfort level, and you're you're not like a, you're not there, you know, where you know your body 110 yeah. percent, or you're not, you know, you're not just uh, seasoned or, or well trained. You got to have a spot for those days, but you know, again, it's not the weight, guys. It's the form and how you do the workout. You know, I can have an amazing workout with a 20 pound dumbbell or a 50 pound. You're dumbbell. right. You're right. You know, it's just how you do. Some, there's sometimes that I have to use lower weight or higher weight because of you know whatever the people in there but you just got to know how to do it you know if you're doing it properly it's you know you don't need to I like the so- I like the soft grip woman's dumbbells you know they're really nice and soft <laughs> the rubber they don't chafe my hands and they're 3 and 5 pounds 15 pounds I, I like Max. to do my, the what's what are those side things called laterals laterals right yeah those are great for yeah. those 15 pounders <laughs> Dude, you know one one thing I don't know. I, I have a lot of shoulder injuries, so I can't do like really heavy. Yeah. No, even with like even with like body weight stuff. There's one thing I was looking up. I was just interested the other day. I was like, man, gymnasts are really really hench. They're really they have a nice build. I'm wondering how people with body weight can actually build some mass. So I, obviously that's big been a big debate. But I figured that even if you have a hard time having a spot, right? If you're in the gym. Because of the environment, it helps you. There's certain body weight exercises that you can do, like you know, like a plank push up, right? Like where people, like where you actually put your feet up against the wall. You can actually look it up, and you have your hands by your hips. Uh-huh. You know, the, the closer you bring your hands to your hips, right? There's way more resistance. If you yeah. could do like 50 push ups, and you bring your hands to your sides and do it, you can only do like 10, probably 15. So one thing I was realizing is now there's a progression that's supposed to be made. You keep your foot on the walls, but you start to realize your feet kind of go up. And the goal is to only have your hands on the ground and your feet not touch the ground eventually and do push-ups that way. There's so much more resistance added I, that way. That's the whole, like, the core balancing. Yeah, yeah. It's right. balanced, but you're actually lifting your whole body. Now. Right, right. When you're doing a push-up yeah. and your hands are up here, you're only lifting the top, the top half, half, right? right, right. Yeah. So even, you know, if you don't but, have I mean, a you're spot, not really hitting your chest when your hands are down there. You're, you're not hitting your chest. You're actually hitting a lot. Because after I did that, my yeah. back was sore, my right, shoulders right. were sore. It's like my a tricep, complete core workout. My stomach was sore. Yeah, yeah, everything. You can get a full body workout if you don't have a spot, too. I mean, the reason I'm mentioning that is you don't really, we don't, it's only our laziness why we can't work out and get yeah. you know, fit. It's, it's because of our laziness. But, but by the way, a lot, a lot of our listeners can't see this, but Shaq's pecs just like um, they're bouncing every they're, time. They're, <laughs> they're like uh, they're just like randomly firing. You know, <laughs> his, shirt, his shirt where it says Omar of the Allah and strong. It looks like a flag waving, basically. <laughs> and it's incredibly intimidating, by the way. <laughs> I don't want to say anything. Plus, the beard is epic too. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Mashallah. But um, so like people outside outside of Ramadan. So let's say someone like me, I I sign up for your. I don't live in the north side, but you know, I can probably get to Elmhurst at midnight. It's like (laughs) twenty minutes away. So I live in the south burbs. I do your Ramadan thing, and then afterwards, what what kind of programs do you guys have? Well, this year, the the so we started last year in Ramadan, right? We actually opened the public last year in Ramadan. We started the whole programs. Uh, this year, what we did was we only did programs like twice a week, right? So there was a, there was a, the workout schedule was, tw- you know, you get trained twice a week. Uh, we rent these gyms in Elmhurst and Northside. You come there from nine o'clock to 10 o'clock and it's a workout for one hour. It was like 10 guys max in that gym, in that, in that class. Right. That's what I was running up until this year. But I think after Ramadan, we're going to revamp the classes because it, having no end date is kind of, um, 
you know, like goalless almost, right? People don't feel like there's a goal to it, to the class. And, I, and then, uh, especially when there's most of the people that we're serving are beginners, it's really hard for them to see an end result, right? They're like, okay, it's just how long are we going to go on for? So, yeah. well, twice a week for as long you, as you want, you know? You got to give them an ijasa after. <laughs> after <laughs> so, you know, one months. month, two months, three months, they don't, you know, it just, it, it's month by month, right? They pay for the month, they get, they, they, the class was 150, you got eight sessions, which is, you know, twice a week. And it was just going forever. So I think after Ramadan, we're trying to revamp these programs. And we're going to do is we're going to have um, like a three-day program and a four-day program for six weeks at a time. So instead of running it just endless, it'll be like a six-week program. Cool. There, our, my original idea was a, um, you know, it's so funny because I had come up with this idea like a couple of years ago. And I really wanted to put it into use, but I never had a chance to do it because it's really hard. But there's this new gym, F45, that is doing it now. And it's basically, you know, it's like an eight-week, 20-pound loss program. So that's what I want to kind of, you know, that's what, that was the original idea, but that requires a lot of work and a lot of time, yeah. a lot of dedication from the, the clients as well, because that's a six day routine, you know, and I had one guy uh. doing it. So it was a six day routine with a full meal plan for all eight weeks. But now, uh, because that's a little bit too much, we're going to start with these new programs three days a week and four days a week, and we'll, we'll be selling like six week blocks instead. So it'll be like six week training package, you know, you can, and you know, that's, I think three or four days, you see some results. Two days, it's really tough. It's 50-50, you know. People are not usually working out on their own any other time of the week. They're not really eating right because there's no connection. You know, they see me twice a week. That Maybe they might eat good that day because they know they're coming to see me. But the rest of the times, you know, they're just in and out. So there will be no two-week, uh, twice-a-week program? No, I, I, don't want, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to do the twice-a-week program just because it's, it's, it gets stale. Okay. Right. You know, people are not getting anything out of it. I want people to dedicate. Okay. You know, when they're ready to come, it's got to be six weeks. It's going to be three days a week or four days a week. You know, and make a plan. I'm going to lose 15 pounds. I'm going to lose 10 pounds in this in six week. You know, block and and that's the that's the purpose of that that this new structure is that you know it'll be it'll be more kind of goal oriented than rather just you know going on and on forever. Okay. And now, do you have a philosophy as far as eating goes? Like, do you are you a macros guy or you keto or whole thirty? You know, it's it's dieting is different for everybody. You know, I talk to so many people about diet, you know, and I, and I love it when people come and ask me, you know, what's the, what's the best diet plans and stuff like that. It's, it's, you know, it's because you don't know yourself that, you know, you're, you're coming and asking me this question, first of all, you know what I mean? And second thing is, you know, you have, to, it, it, it takes a lot of experimenting too, right? Some things work for some people, some things work, don't work for others. Yeah. So I don't have a strict philosophy on dieting, even on exercise. You know what I mean? I, I, to be healthy, I don't have a very strict philosophy. I do have, you know, for the actual workouts and stuff like that for my gym, for my program. Yes. But for anybody else who comes and asks me, whatever works, right? I mean, whatever keeps you healthy is, is, is the thing to do. And same thing with diet. Uh, I do, you know, you, you, I do count calories, you know, for if I'm, if I'm doing someone's diet plan. Um, I, I, we do count macros and micros, obviously, right? You know, how much are they, how much carbs you're taking in, how much protein do you need to take in, and how much, uh, fat you need to take in. There, uh, obviously, there's all those, you know, uh, they have all these, uh, I guess algorithms, right? For how, how much weight, how much do you weigh, and then how much do you want to weigh, and then that, how much calorie deficit you should have every day, and stuff like that, and, or how many calories you should be eating, and how much exercise you should be having. So we, I, I do all that, you know? Now, does that work for everybody? Not, not really. You know, I mean, some people, if they really follow it to the T, it, it works. A lot of people don't have the discipline, discipline to do it. You know, I mean, those, yeah. those diets, people, people want those diet plans, man. I mean, they're so down to the T. Like you have to be willing to measure the food. And most people are like, what? 
what does that mean? How do you measure food? Like no one's ever, you know, some people have never heard of this. So then you have to explain to them, you got to buy a scale. And then, you know, this is how you know if if, this, if if it weighs this much, this is how many calories it has. And then this many calories is how much protein. I mean, it's very complex. Yeah. Most you people do that yourself though, for your personal? I mean, you know, I, I've done it a long time ago, like I've, where I've had broke, broken it down. So now it's easy for me. So personally, yeah, I do do it. You know, I know that I want this much, this many calories per day. And out, out of this many calories, I want this percentage to be fat, this percentage to be protein, and this percentage to be carbs. And I play with those numbers all the time. Sometimes I have a very high fat diet and very low carb diet. Sometimes I have a normal carb diet. You know, sometimes I have just a regular low carb diet. So it's very, it varies for me, you know, um, week to week. Yeah, so you I've don't tried... you don't eat pizza, do you? I do, man. I love oh, pizza. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll eat a, I'll eat pizza like once a week. You know, okay. I, I only eat the the thin crust frozen pizza, home run in because <laughs> it's like this small, it's super thin. Then uh, you know, I'll eat that. And you know, I eat those things like when I have a, when I know that I'm in calorie deficit. So I come in at the end of the day. Some days, you know, I just don't eat. I can't for me to eat. I mean, I eat like six, seven times a day. So uh, there's times where I'm not. You know, there's days that I'm not going to be able to hit all six, seven meals because I have a different goal. I'm not. I'm not doing what everyone else is trying to do is just be healthy. I, I mean, I do want to be, I am trying to be healthy, but I also want to be bigger and, you know, stronger. So, so I have a different size, yeah, I mean, that's So if, when I you're do. eating six or seven meals a day, do you, what, it, what, what are you following as a protocol? What do you mean? Like what type of, uh, is it, are you like for, counting macros basically? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, have, you have a macro breakdown. So yeah. So it'll be like, you know, um, uh, 30% uh, fat, 30% carbs and, you know, 40% uh, protein. Gotcha. So that's the, my normal diet, you know. And sometimes if I if I feel like you know I've been eating like crap for a while and I kind of want to get rid of you know I want to like shed some weight, I'll just bump up the the uh, fat and you know completely get rid of the carbs, or replace the carbs with the fats and proteins, or just lower the carbs a little bit okay. and increase the fats and proteins. And cool. Just, you know, just just play. So with you it take a it based bit. on on what your current yeah. I just, I just how I feel like you know eating that that week or what I want to see that week. Right. I think a lot of people have another issue. With with like the cravings that kick in, right? So like, um, I, I did this thing called the Whole Thirty, which is like kind of like a stricter paleo back in. It's like a thirty day plan. Okay, and I really appreciate what you said about like not turning when you're at Dawats. So like, I remember some guy had a, like a belated Thanksgiving, so I could only eat the turkey. Yeah, <laughs> right. And then he, no dessert, I had to skip it all. Right. Yeah. But then my friend invited me over. He just got married. His wife's gonna make you know men stuff that Palestinian dish. Okay. Um, and it's like my favorite, like, yeah, I, but it's like all, it's all this rice, right? Right. And I just didn't accept the invite. I was like, I can't come. <laughs> He's like, you got the lamb. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm not going to even like face it. Yeah. 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 Right. And yeah. I think that's kind of where, where you're coming from. Uh, but for me, it's like that really hardcore being like a Nazi works for me. If I, if I allow myself like flexibility, I just fall off. Right. Yeah, and exactly. I mean, everyone's different. Some people are really good, man. They can just be like, you know what? I'm only going to eat this and that's it. And, and you know, that's fine. But um, you have if you if you're like you know fall off like I'm like that too I have to be strict like if I if I know I, I gotta stay away from sugar I, can, I don't even have sugar in the house I'd be like you know don't buy any cookies for the kids this week because <laughs> <laughs> if they do I mean I'm gonna eat them all when they're sleeping <laughs> so like how do you like what what are the your craving is there something that you like crave that chocolate man chocolate's your thing anything chocolate. Like I can, I can kill. I can devour chocolate. I can eat pounds of chocolate. <laughs> pounds. Of if, chocolate. Yeah, you know those big bags of candy. I, I, I demolish once in one sitting. Well, 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 <laughs> but you live on the north side, right? Right. So you don't get cravings for like a bunch of rice and kebabs. 
No, you don't really. <laughs> no, I, for food, I'm I'm pretty good now. You know, it's just yeah. uh, if I if I like I said, if I have a, like a, if a bad day of eating and I'm I wanted to hit like four or five thousand calories that day and I'm at like three thousand, I'll eat a whole pizza, right? That's like a thousand something calories right there. So I'll I'll, I'll eat like that kind of stuff stuff to to fill my calorie deficit. But um, as far as cravings go, it's only sweets, man. I mean, so, I, yeah, for for me, desserts are huge. What kind of advice do you have for people? Because like I'm sure. People, when they're coming in out of shape, a lot of their times, they're, we're just, we're, we eat emotionally. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, w- how long does it take to overcome that? Or what? It, uh, how, how, you know, it depends, right? So some people I've seen eat horribly and then they'll have like a huge health issue, right? A huge health risk. At that time, those people will change right away. Right. Um, and then some people, they're just battling with it for, you know, for forever because, you know, they don't have any issues. They're not seeing any, um, you know, I mean, it, it just takes time for everyone differently. And it really, again, this is a willpower, right? And when it comes to stuff like that, it's pure willpower. I, I, I love it when people say, well, you know, try sugar free brownies. It's like, no, <laughs> you can't eat it. It's like, you know, it's like, it's like that beer with no alcohol. <laughs> I, I hate that crap so much. I'm like, it's beer. If you want the real thing. If you're going to drink it, drink it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Why do you have to make something haram into a halal version? It doesn't make any right. sense to me. You know? Kind of like tofu pork. Yeah. <laughs> it tastes like pork, but it's not. <laughs> no, but I mean, that's what it is, right? It, it, the, the reality is, I mean, it, it, it's your health on the risk, uh, on the line here, you know? And it, it, and if you can't, if you have cravings, and I mean, it's all literally mental. I mean, I can't yeah, explain this to you, right? There's nothing substantial there that, that, that tells me that this cannot be done. When someone tells you that, it's, there's nothing, they don't have any, you know, hardcore, um, reason, right? Principles to, yeah, you know, it's just them being lazy, them re- not wanting to do it. I, I, there's really nothing. I mean, if, if, to be like, a, to to give us the the honest to truth truth about that is, you just got to do it. I mean, and yeah. and I've tried so many different things to get over my brownie, like you know, um, like craving cravings and stuff. There's nothing, man. You just don't eat it, you know. Yeah. And if you really want to, there's nothing wrong with eating you know stuff like this once in a while or or portionally controlled you know if you do like the right amount you know so most times people say they have ice cream they're all of a sudden eating like half a tub of ice cream <laughs> you know if you eat a little bit you know once in a while we do have a sugar amount that we can have per day too right if you start breaking micros and macros down according to your body weight and what weight you want to be you'll see like there's a, a certain amount of sugar that you could have per day you can literally if you have my fitness power or something like that you can plug in those cravings of yours and see how how much of it can you eat that day Right, I know how much of it can you eat that day to fit within your diet plan. But most people don't do that. The simplest thing is just eat less of it. Instead of eating twenty cookies in one day, eat one cookie. Yeah. You know, instead of having a five-pound brownie, have a small, tiny piece of brownie. That's just craving, right? I mean, eat it enough to get over it. I think sometimes though they they put these things in them to make it more addicted. Of course, yeah. crack, yeah. cocaine, sugar. Does something, there's something in there. But you know what? Yeah. You know what's crazy about all of this? That we're just discussing how to manage our food, which is something that is meant to make us survive as a species, right? Yeah. Like, we have to come up with a protocol. I mean, we have such an abundance of food around us. It's sad. We have to come up with yeah. a protocol because we're eating too much. We're, I, mean, it's, it's, I don't know. It's yeah. crazy. And we're all, we're all guilty of this. It's just crazy how much we're marketed food. To the degree that we have to like detox from food, yeah. even though it's just meant to use. The other thing is though for, for Muslims because it seems like all their social like brothers want to like, like you know you probably know a lot of people they want to link up. It's always about like let's get together for like food. food yeah, it's I mean everything. food has become, you know this and you know again this happened in, this, everything that's happened this happened in the, like what last fifty sixty years where food is so you know when it, when it started becoming like industrial you know made yeah. like at such a mass you know 
production food and stuff like that and the GMO and all that stuff came in and it's easier to make more food. I mean, this is when all these issues really happen. Before that, food is literally... And one thing that I always tell all my clients from, from, the, from the get-go is that food is literally just sustenance. That's what You have to think of it like that. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't taste good when you have chicken breast. I know. It, that sucks. But you know what? It, that's what you need yeah. in order to have optimal survival, right? I mean, whatever it is, whatever good food, wholesome food, whole grain food. Oh, this tastes like this. Uh, vegetables don't taste good. I don't like you know quinoa. I don't like brown rice. It's not about liking. Yeah. You know, that's a problem. People have made food into this like social activity. It's yeah, not. It's social. literally I mean, it, exactly. survival. It, it sustenance. Is, I, I think that's awesome because even if you try to find a substitute like sugar-free brownies, now you think about it. You're not really battling the issue. You're trying to find a substitute because you're right. addressing. Like I, I want to think about it this way. Like I drink diet pop, right? right. If I'm going, but now that after we had this conversation, I'm, I'm really thinking about this. It's actually making you weaker when you have a substitute right. because you're telling yourself you can't do it, right? Yeah, you're never gonna get over. It. I mean, I'm just thinking about myself now. That, like we think about sugar-free brownies. When you mentioned that. It's something I laughed at because you're not really conquering it. You just have to tell yourself you can't do yeah. it because for sustenance. It's like you're right? a child. You got to trick yourself into these things. You know, you're yeah. not. You're an adult. You know, get you know, take hold of your. You know, you, you we're accountable for this. And that the sad thing is, we're going to be extra accountable on the day of judgment if you think about it, because we're destroyed. What people are looking for just to survive, we're using it to kill ourselves. Yeah, and that's the reality. Dang. No, yes. I mean people are. You, if you go around the world right now, people are like dying to just one, just to eat like you know, one bite of food, and we're here stuffing ourselves, and not even with good stuff, you know, just garbage to the point that literally, you know, most of India is now dying because of non-communicable diseases like you know, blood, high blood pressure and cholesterol and you know, diabetes and cancer, which is all caused by you know, most of it is caused by yeah. what they're eating or what they're not eating. Yeah, it's yeah. like the um, w- one thing that I heard um. For somebody who's like in the health and fitness industry is like the way you get around it is that you think about like you have 24 hours in a day right and the food they're always like everyone knows that when they eat trash they feel sleepy and sluggish yeah yeah and you could sleep that's why on a weekend it's like you go to these dawats and you sleep like 10 hours right <laughs> wake up at like noon right miss fudger and everything and then you realize where did the time go and then there's stuff you want to get done right you you gotta like I don't know, Sim and I, we got to re- like read books for these podcasts. Right. You got to get ready. You got to like, interview an author. You got to read. You got to make time to read. You, you got to make time to make sure you don't forget your hips. Right, right. All that stuff. Right? Yeah. And then like have energy for the kids, the good stuff yeah. for the kids. And like eating goes hand to hand with that. Right. I think that's maybe how you change your mindset where- It's clean fuel, man. Yeah. yeah that's mm. what it is. You need clean fuel. All right. As we wrap up here, uh, how can people like learn more about you? Uh, do you have a social media presence? So yeah, we're on Facebook. We're on um, you know we're on uh, what's that Instagram, uh, and we're on li- we're online by our website. You're on Twitter? Completely up. I don't know. No, no, we're not on Twitter. Okay. Yeah, I don't have much to tweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just fat shame people, yeah. right? What about for people who aren't in the Chicago land area? We have a global audience, right? A- anything for them yet, or like? I mean, we, you know, we were people were trying to uh, have us set up like online training. We haven't we haven't started that. I mean, just getting a handle on this the local business here is just yeah. sure you know, um, is hard enough. But um, you know, uh, for the for I mean, anyone can always message me on Facebook and ask questions and stuff like that. Yeah. So we, I do have that. You know, I mean, Facebook is open. I'm always having people you know uh, message me or email me. Is it under your name or under John? Or John Fitness. Fitness. John Fitness. Yeah, John Fitness. John Fitness. JohnWarFitness.com. And how do you spell JohnWar to see people? J-A-A-N-W-A-R. Okay, JohnWar. Two A's. All right. All right, mashallah, Sheikh, jazakallah khair for coming through. Awesome. Uh, For listeners out there, if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at themadmamluks at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, like us on Twitter. 
Uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Give us a five star review on iTunes. And for my co-hosts, Sheikh Amr Saeed and Sim, this is Mahin signing off for the Mad Mamluks. Assalamualaikum. <laughs>